Yes. Now you are recording. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. And I can, I can verify the fact that we're recording because there's like a red thing that shows sine waves. Okay. So red things typically mean things are being recorded and what's hilarious. And be, this is the, the behind the scenes really Yeah, was the comment of, you know, have you ever recorded some really cool shit? Yeah. yeah. And then ultimately we've gone, oh, oh damn. Yeah. You put, you put that bad juju on me. Uh, I absolutely did. But now that it's over with, it's not going to happen again. Number one. Yeah. Number two. Because what do we always do? We learn from our mistakes. 100%. So we had actually talked for, I think it was two and a half hours. Last night? Oh, no, just now. Just now. Three, easily. Three hours. It was a Rogan cast. Yeah. And Full on. It was a <laughs> Kevin and Chris experience. <laughs> Got nothing from it. Yeah, we really had it dialed in. Uh, this is Kevin's now second podcast as a result. The first one was, in all reality, 97 seconds. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe 100. We don't really know. <laughs> I eventually just looked at it and realized there wasn't anything happening. Things aren't red. It's a yeah. Problem. Red to me seems bad, but I guess in this case, that's good. Yeah. So we're going to roll with it. Also going to apologize for the five people who listened to this uh, as of like the four days ago that I started. It. Yeah. It's a little echoey because we're, in we also had some technical. Yes. We're in a, actually a rest area. We're in a, <laughs> we're in a restaurant. <laughs> yes. Rest stop in uh, it's actually Franklin. Um, yeah, near Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee K, actually. Okay. Yeah, as the Indians you. called it, according to Alice Cooper. That's a funny story, actually. So there I am. I moved to Washington mm-hmm. and I was uh, trying to pronounce things <laughs> and I just read them. I was like, oh, let's go to Puyallup. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, where? I was like, Puyallup. I, I, like, I can read words and put letters together. We're like, oh, pile up. I go, oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, have you done the, the Utah ones yet? Have people correct you for those? No. Like Zion, Z I O N, is not Zion. It's Zion. Zion. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of my reaction too. Okay. Yeah. Cause they don't, they just kind of like arbitrarily decide how they're going to say things. And I think that was kind of, Maybe part of the golden tablets. There was like phonetic spelling that the rest of us just didn't get. Did we just get into the golden tablet? I think, you know what? Let me save that. Yeah. Yeah. Have, let's just come I back have, to that. Have all yeah. And we are in the motherland. Correct. So yeah. Gotta be careful. Yeah. We are a caffeine peddling brown water company yeah. in the middle of a state in the capital of which uh, does not really like any of the things that we liked. Well, they like guns and stuff, I guess they like yeah. into the world scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Guns prepping food prep. Like some of those things are super valid, but what I did notice about um, eateries and establishments. So we're trying to go watch a UFC fight mm-hmm. and I was uh, hanging out with like big Mike, you know? Oh yeah. And he goes, Oh, we should probably call ahead. And I was like, call ahead. I don't understand. Like, we're just going to B dubs or what? Yeah. It doesn't matter. We were watching the fight. We don't want to buy it here. You know? And uh, he goes, yeah, they don't play the fights everywhere. I'm like, I don't understand this. Apparently, the thought is that it ensues violence or has the potential to ensue violence. Mm. That concept didn't resonate with me at all. I didn't understand it because I've yeah. never seen a fight at a like bar that just happened to be playing UFC because it was UFC. So- Man, you know what I want to do? <laughs> Crack. Man, I am just like Daniel Cormier, man. Watch this. You know, like, I, I don't understand what was going on there. So, no shit. I called four or five different places going, hey, uh, your eats look real good. 
and you have cocktails. I know they're singles. You can't have doubles. I also learned that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, however, are you playing the fight? Oh, no. Well, we're not playing the fight. I'm like, really? We ended up at a place. Go to the place. And food was okay. Fight was on. Ambiance was great. I started formulating this thing that in this particular area, no one establishment has all the things. No. It's, it's, it's always lacking something. Either you're like, dude, Ambiance is great. They got fights. They got drinks. It's super cool. And you're like, the food is shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's some equation that they figured out. Like, if we keep this one thing from them, they'll keep searching. My thing is that, like, I'll go and find a place that food looks good, ambiance looks good, and then I'll go to the door, and the guy who takes my ID... They make you take your shoes off. Well, I mean, yeah, essentially, they just make... It just, from the jump, ruined my night. Uh-huh. Where, like, uh, there was a guy, we went... It's like... Gary tried to get me to human at one point and yeah. I did relent in human and went to this like work thing yeah. at a restaurant where people go and, and do things. Yeah. And do things. And they had like games for entertainment. Oh. Um, yeah. Like the, the air hockeys and that kind of thing. And, and foosball actually. I like the air hockey. Too. Yeah. I'm a more of an air hockey guy than anything. Um, I like to put some stank on it, but uh, I'm like, cool. This is kind of a cool looking place. It's a little kitschy. I heard the burgers are good. And the guy is just a fucking drip as soon as I walk in the door and give me attitude. And it's like, do you have your ID? I'm like, and I know the drill. It's Utah. And he starts writing my name down on a piece of paper. And I was like, hey, like not to be all tinfoil hatty here, but can I ask you why you're writing my name down? And he looks at me and scoffs. He's like, this is just how you do it in Utah. And I'm like, cool. Well, I've been to some bars in Utah, never seen anybody fucking register me when I came in. So please, once again, explain to me what you're doing. And he's like, well, say for some reason, we accidentally overserved you you go home and on your way home, you fucking hit somebody. He didn't say fucking, but like, he's like, you hit somebody in your car, the state of Utah can come after us. I was like, okay, so you're, making sure that the state of Utah and I'm, I'm like, I'm like getting, this is, I have this long fuse all the time yeah. until someone starts telling me shit that makes no sense for sure. And then I'm like, please. And like, meanwhile, Gary's just like, I just want to go have a hamburger. And I'm like, so you want proof that I was here in case the state of Utah wants to come after you. Yeah. He's like, well, no, it's to cover our ass. I'm like, I don't think you understand what you're saying because this is just proof that I was here for sure. So, and, and then eventually I caught myself. And I'm like, nope, nope. Never mind. Here, here to be human. Yep. Here to do human things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, man. And then I just went over and I just glared at the tape, like the, the countertop for like, like a half hour until I was like, okay, I've had my moment. Yeah. I've glared at this guy a few times in my mind. He's ignited in flames. Yep. You burned him down. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the night that you got all the singles until they won't get to be singles anymore? And then you ran over that homeless dude just to see if they actually did. Well, yeah. Them. I mean, sometimes you just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. A joke. Yeah. He didn't die. <laughs> the homeless man. Don't even need to bring it up. Though. Yeah. I mean, we got him set up. He's down underneath the other bridge by Black Rifle. Yeah. Never mind. Peanut butter. Yeah, his name is Nevermind Peanut Butter, actually. Oh, so I use peanut butter as a distraction for my children. <laughs> oh, okay. I swear. Okay. Yeah, when I drop like a, I'm like, ah, fuck. When they were small, I would go, peanut butter. And they were like, dead. 
Anyone? It's almost like they can smell it. Yeah. You know, the olfactory. Yeah. Things. Peanut butter kills me. I, I'm allergic to peanuts. Good to know, sir. Yeah, I know. I, I let it, or am I just telling you a false weakness? So <laughs> that you think that you've got my kryptonite. It's really my kryptonite. Yeah. So you're full on anaphylactic shock, throat swell shut, had an OD on Benadryl the last time. Where's your EpiPen? I, I have one in the truck. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. You're yeah. way more responsible yeah. than I am. Yeah. I had a B thing. We were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like my girl. Yeah. So different, funny story. We'll get into it. You know what we should do? Actually tell people who you are. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Reeves. Ooh, yeah. Oof. I, I wish I had headphones on for that. I wanted it to sound saucy. Yeah, because it sounded horrible in my own ears. <laughs> I hate my voice. <laughs> it's all the things. Um, what do you do, Kevin Reeves? And that is a great. Yeah, question. we're all asking that question. Everybody's been asking yeah. it since I think June when mm-hmm. I showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work for Black Rifle Coffee Company. Um, I like to call myself a multi-tool of humans. So. When tasked to do things, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm very candid about that. And I say, awesome. I am enthralled by the task. I don't know what I'm doing. So I talk to experts like yourself when we talk about, you know, art things. And, you know, I got the keys, keys to the castle of, uh, hey, Evan, can I talk to Chris about like this art thing? He's like, yeah. So, um, yeah, do a little project management, do some, you know, relationship things and work with different folks. And now we're doing this free range American thing, which is kind of new and interesting and taking free range has been a thing. It, it's a thing. And now I like to call it loosely. I am a part of the team, but we are kind of like the action arm of the team. Like, okay, okay, cool. Free Range American is doing stuff and it was a thing and it had all the the stuff and podcasts and whatnot. And things got reorged a little bit. And then it was, you know, vision from above. And they said, hey, why don't we use it to do this? And I like to say it's slower. Free Range American. Most people think of chickens. Mm-hmm. I did too. Then I thought, man, I want to be a Free Range American. Like, I want to just go out there and do America shit. I go back to a thought or a concept, I guess, of my half-brother, right? Great dude. However, we are tied to Italy culturally. He's been to Italy like five times. He's never been to the Grand King. To me, I think that's absurd. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool shit here that I feel as though I could spend a decade simply exploring America, by and large, and still not see all the really cool things. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, Europe's great. I've been some cool places, mostly war zones. However, hey, man, the world's fantastic, but right here is fucking fantastic. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, just the amount of space that this country occupies is at least half a dozen different very old cultures, like in terms of geographic space. And oh, other, yeah. Yeah. These yeah. other places. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's and that was something as a kid that I noticed on the truck is that everything's same, same, but different. You mm-hmm. know, the people are the same, but it's the little tinges. I mean, this shouldn't work. Yeah. I mean, as big as it is, it's, it's amazing when you drive through it that we're not trying to destroy each other constantly. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean like in a social media way. I mean, yeah. actually there's a lot of us, and it was funny, Josh Rawson, who's one of the uh, artists at work, 
was showing me a light pollution map. Oh, and because he takes photographs of the Milky Way, and very cool. It, it's like a line stops at the Mississippi. It's all it's all light pollution, green, 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 green. All the, you know, it's just dense, dense, dense. And as soon as you hit that line, there's just pockets of light pollution. Oh, wow. and it's so it's crazy how even though there's still a shit ton of people mm-hmm. on the west half of the of the country, it's just. And that's sorry to bring it to the, the code of the West thing, but like, I, don't know, bring I mean, that's, that's the, there's a very different, if you're only on the East side of this country, you really haven't experienced the whole thing until you're on this side as well. 100%. Short story, please. So started out, that was disgusting. Excuse me. Started out, I was doing like firefighting things as a kid. Um, I went to, my folks were like, you have to go to college. Because that's what you do. Went to community college. It was terrible. Okay. I did my thing and I went, okay, all done. Now I'm going to go to the fire department because it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. tangible, right? Like I can train on this and I go, oh, put wet things on hot things. And then boom, job, right? What you got? Wait for that lime. Yeah. You got to get that spicy water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As we yeah. call it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I bet that sounded good. It sounds weird. Yeah. Nice. So I go to the fire academy, you know, become a firefighter, whatever. Circum- circumstances changes, a series of events, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I go in the army, right? It's on my bucket list. I literally have this bucket list of like, oh, my dad was like a volunteer, part-time firefighter guy. That's cool. I like that. So I'll do that. Wanted to be a sniper. So I'm like, mm, I'll do that. I'll figure out who's going to go to war. We mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah. Last else. night. Yeah. When we weren't recording, it should have been. Yeah, exactly. So long and short, I find this unit. It's cool. Um, not as a sniper, obviously. You don't go in. Yeah. But I go to the army, basic training, all the things, jumpy things, rip things. And cause I want to arrange a contract. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to arrange it. Which he kind of hate fucked into existence. Uh, the yeah. way you told the story. Yeah. Cause they were like, no, no, they don't exist. And you're like, but do they? Yeah. Like, mm. So I get there and my roommate, who's my ranger buddy, mm-hmm. air quoting, he, they do the dream sheet, right? So, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm still looking at sine waves. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's this guy here. Yeah. So that's how much I'm trailing off. No, I, I mean, it's the, <laughs> it's just how overpoweringly ridiculous my voice is compared you got to yours. That baritone, dude. Yeah. I got the, this like rasp with yeah. a slight nasal congestion. Yeah, with matching mucus. <laughs> okay, so. Anyways, yeah, yeah, Ranger Buddy. Yeah, so uh, they they tell you, hey, listen, you can fill out this dream sheet and you can go to first, second, or third bed, right? You decide where you want. And geographically, it's really easy. There's two in Georgia. There's one in Washington State. I'm from Ohio, man. As I, am I. Yeah. Uh, uh, all the things. So I've seen a lot of places. I went to California once at 16. I was like, shit, this is the West Coast. This is fucking fantastic. I wanted to go as far as possible. So Washington, no brainer. They got stuff that I haven't seen. So let's do that. Georgia's like, it's Georgia. Yeah. Cool. It's hot. And they have rattlesnakes, which I don't like. So let's do that. I fill out my dream sheet. Number one, Lewis. Number two, nowhere else. (laughs) 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 Whatever. I get assigned to third battalion. Third battalion is literally the flagpole 
that I do not want to be by. And I've learned by being in Fort Benning for basic AIT, jump, and then rip, and whatever. I fucking hate it. I do. I, I really do hate this place. And it could be tied to like the training thing or whatever else, but I'm sitting in a Wendy's after I've heard this news. And a song comes on, and the song says, This is home. This is home. Like seven repetitions of these lyrics. I'm like, oh shit. I'm Fort Benning guy now. My roommate goes, hey dude, I just had a family emergency. I'm a Fort Lewis guy and you're a Benning guy. I live here. My family's like two hours away. I go, awesome. Let's go talk to somebody. Yeah. I go talk to a very scary human who (laughs) has like tattoos on all the things and i'm pretty sure his diet was like meat and (laughs) d-ball and he's he's a big human yeah and there's young you know 165 pound ranger reeves yeah like "Uh, hey sergeant uh i'd like to switch with this guy he was like what the fuck like giving me the (laughs) knife hand with all his Spider web on his elbow, tattoos, and looked at everything. Which I'm here because I had no choice. Yeah, like yeah. he had his choices were jail or, and he ended up yeah yeah, and he's at the training detachment. So I asked, and he was like, "What the okay?" <laughs> <laughs> so no shit. I'm like, "Holy fuck, dude! Let's go to Fort Lewis." Chris, I shit you not. You go from. I'm so bad at the terminology. You go from whatever rip was, and then you go to this place where you're being in processed into the base, Mm -hmm. basically. And I'm rolling around in my Ranger panties and my Ranger shirt thing for fucking PT. And I'm like, this is cool. And then I put my shit on and I'm walking to the chow hall. Ohio, right? Mental model. Mm -hmm. East Coast thing. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Just outside. Yeah. 45 minutes outside. In the country. Yeah. <laughs> See, so I'm walking from point A to point B and I'm looking at the sky. And I'm like, man, that's really beautiful. It was like a fucking Warshack. I'm like, wait, what am I seeing? And my eyes go like, and I get some periphery. It's Mount Rainier. Yeah. It's a freestanding 10,000 plus foot, however the fuck call that thing. Yeah. Is. It's a Mount It's embiggened. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, oh. I'm in a different place. This is super fucking rad. So anyways, I don't remember where we started with that, but West. Yeah. West, yeah. dude. It was so rad. Yeah. I mean, because so I mean, I think I told you definitely talked about it in previous episodes, but like when the scenario presented itself for my mom to get a job in Boise that she really wasn't qualified for. I was with my dad in Arizona in the back of a truck, it's like 114 degrees. We we're doing a household job. Yeah, gnarly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got tipped pretty well by the shipper, so that was yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was a novelty to have a nine-year-old child in a Dickensian <laughs> scenario. Uh, and uh, she's like, "Do you want to go?" And she told me that she she's told me later, and I believed her then, and I believe her now that she's like, "I wasn't going to go if he said no." And she was kind of hoping that I would say no because everybody's everybody's in Ohio. Mm-hmm everybody my dad's family mom's family and so we're doing the whole like okay it's it's empty country where we don't know anybody so yeah i was like do they have mountains in this part of idaho and her response was yeah you can see them from the window of the office and the place that i think that we would be able to get an apartment 
And I was like, fucking yeah, let's go. That's so cool. Man. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird now when I'm thinking about it, because we were talking about age nine and certain things and you have kids and yeah, yeah. where I realized that that was kind of the moment where I was able to finally take agency for the first mm-hmm. time in my life. Yep. Having been like child of divorce and just kind of dragged everywhere. And I was never really at one home for more than like two weeks at a time. Yep. It'd be grandparents, other grandparents with my mom, with my dad. And I'd never really just been in one place until we moved to Idaho mm-hmm. and to Boise. And it was like, Oh, well, three weeks have gone by. I'm still here. So yeah, this is kind of interesting. Like this my room is, is my room. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like this place I'm shacking up for right now. For sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean that was that was a big change of pace for me for sure. But I, I just it just seemed like that's where adventure was and where you got tested was in that west. Yeah, the west. Yeah. So I have two thoughts that go along with this. One is just a statement of I don't know, maybe man, like we have that fucking free range American spirit. Yes. Like haven't seen it. Let's go fucking. That, that was my impression when Evan told me what free range was. Is yeah. that it's this boundless i I imagine no fences freedom of movement which i think is all the more relevant to you you guys because you you did high speed went cool shit did all over the world but you were also going where you were told to go for sure didn't choose it yeah you didn't choose where you went and had these awesome experiences or awesome and equally shitty i'm I'm imagining but uh for you all because free range is is all veterans right it is yeah yeah Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's the interesting thing. And I don't know, maybe it's sensitive and we can talk about it a little bit, but you know, some of the push has been like, okay, so like it's veteran based and this and that like but free range is an amazing thing to me because I want to penetrate other markets that are really cool. Like being a veteran gets me a seat at the table mm-hmm. and somebody goes, cool. You did some shit. You had some experiences and Let's talk about this. Yeah. But I want to talk about other shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Let's get into fucking the free range American spirit and what that looks like. And I think that's super cool, man. Uh, yeah. I, and and like, I, I told you this and I talked to, to other people about it, too, that I feel really comfortable with Black Rifle amongst all of you guys, even though I'm uh, like the nerd of nerds. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, just on paper anyways, sure. I'm like. I write and draw comic books. It doesn't get much nerdier than that, yeah. but I never questioned, like I never was freaked out about the idea of, of coming and working at black rifle going like, Oh man, I don't know. These guys won't, these guys going to be nice to me. Like yeah, yeah. for one, I grew up around a bunch of assholes. So I fit right in with you guys. Yeah. For sure. uh, wait, 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 what are you saying? Uh, I'm saying that I respect you all immensely. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that. <laughs> but I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, is I, I, I like the idea that there's could be this component of the company where you and I meet on equal footing yeah. to some degree. And Absolutely. even though FRA is going to be very veteran owned, I, I hope that there's a place for like not not again not that you don't accept who I am quite the opposite, yeah, quite the absolutely. opposite. It's just that I know you guys, I don't know what it's like for someone in my position who's never come out West, never been around. Like most people don't just know a shit ton of 
combat veterans, let alone uh, a yeah, bunch yeah. of okay. soft guys, you know? So like, for sure. And then you'd have the people who were like, Oh, I do CQB in my backyard. And yeah. Yeah. Don't, you know, tactical, tactical. And then just there's tactical. And then there's also like tactic compensation, Yeah, you know, yeah, for uh, something, else, for something else and any number of things. For and sure. to me, like, I like the idea that if free range is going to be this black rifle corner for outdoor activities that, they're like to me like climbing mountains and shit that's a great equalizer it doesn't really matter what you are going into it yes like people you don't think are going to get up that mountain will get up the mountain people you're like that are like oh man i'm fucking badass they just might not be their day you know like agreed uh but i think that those sorts of challenges and and welcoming those kinds of challenges that's that's it's almost its own type of person in a way agreed yeah yeah for sure. And we talked a little bit last night, like, you know, you, you find yourself at actually, I don't know if we actually recognize throughout life as young humans, the precipice of like, well, if I do this, this is kind of where I end up. Yeah. If I do this, like you and I are very similar in so many ways. Right? God, sitting with Derek Harbor today. Like, oh, he, yeah, he, I mean, fucking dude. love him. Yeah. He's like, man, I was on the fucking chess club. Yeah. And I was all American football. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I love you guys. Cause yeah. you know, like, and I don't assume that like I said, I don't assume anybody's not going to welcome me, but I don't know that you're all fucking nerds until I started talking to all of you and you're we're nerdy all nerds. as fuck. Yeah, we're yeah. all nerds in our own way. Yeah, but then the nerdism gets translated into different things. It's passion to me usually, yeah, for sure. That's a much better word. Yeah. So when you're nerd now, like you were talking, like okay, I need X amount of reps. What was it? A thousand or ten thousand ink drawings? Thousand ink drawings. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. So you found ink drawings. I found tri firing. It's the same motivation. Mm-hmm. It's just a different skill set. Yeah. But the drive is still there. What is like for you? Because, like, when I'm doing that, when I was doing those thousand, I was carrying around paper, pens, whatever. I mean, it, anytime I had a moment, yep. I was doing it. And, it. and it really, there's like having a job, then there's whatever that was. Yeah. Like, there was something. It's different myopically obsessive about it for me were like, I wasn't taking value in what I was producing. I was taking value in the fact that I knew I was investing in myself or something. Absolutely. Like I knew I was going to, I was paying into a bank account that I was going to be able to draw on someday. Just not at that moment. It's very well said. It's very well said. So I guess late, you know, as life progressed, you know, I grew up like shooting guns and doing cool shit and riding ponies and doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, very hands-on human. And I learned very quickly that I'm a hands-on person. And then that's why college didn't make sense. You're telling me that I have to learn English, go to English and get a grade in order to progress. I thought to myself, I know English, bitch. Like, let's focus on something else. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to do marine biology. Interesting. Very interesting. And I passed up an extremely cool job experience. Uh, I got a job offer from a place called Dolphin Quest. It just sounds badass. It is badass. And it was like, hey, you're going to come out to Hawaii. You're going to go interview in Chicago. I was 18-ish. This is before the fire department? Yes. It was fresh out of high school. Friend of a friend said, oh, man, you're like an established equestrian. I was kind of, we were like the poor people with the rusty truck and the rusty trailer but i had a horse that became amazing yeah you know we owned him since he was two and then i competed kind of highly on this circuit on the east coast what did you compete in 
uh, jumpers. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so jumpers is like, you do your first round, don't knock shit down, do it clean. And then you do a speed round and the speed rounds where it's at. Mm-hmm. That's where I got fulfilled on my like little adrenaline issue that I have. <laughs> and I was like, go fast, jump big shit. And if you crash, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And I got all kinds of concussed. However, <laughs> the, con- the concussed level yeah. went up. You were not going to be a pilot. I don't disclose the level of <laughs> consciousness that I may or may not have had through multiple events throughout my life. But anyways, um, I had this thing. Wait, where was the, where was the train thought? Uh, 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 high speed. Um, high speed stuff, horse stuff. See, this is. Oh, but I this go. is going to be great. This is great. This is a real authentic moment, though. Oh, I do this all the time. Yeah. Welcome to TBI land. Right. Yeah. So what had I been talking about? Um, we were talking about myopically obsessed things. Oh, yeah. um, oh Dolphin Quest. Ah, that's where it was. Yeah. This is right. This is yeah. why you're my school. So anyways, horses and dolphins apparently, or so I was told, this could be total bro science. Yeah. Are tied as far as training. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's some like little thing that connects all of them. Yeah. So they were like, Hey, cool. You're going to be like an intern. You're going to go fucking swim with dolphins and fuck off and whatever in Hawaii. Yeah. Do the thing. Fly to Chicago, do the thing, get the job offer. I was like, nice. I'm an idiot. I was dating some girl. Oh yeah. Here we go. And I went, no, I don't think I'll take it. Dude, that could have been a life-changing course. Of well, it would have been no matter yes. what. Yes. Yeah. But I also subscribe to the fact that like I have two amazing children you know, nine and 12 there, if, if anything, any little piece of that soup of my life had changed, they wouldn't exist. Yeah. So I have zero regrets from their conception. I'm just picturing like polo, Kevin Reeves, like some, for some reason you've got a full head of hair. Uh, oh, like, I'm bald as shit. Yeah. So there's yeah no I camera. mean, like Mr. Clean, he really owns it though. Like, well, you know what I call it, right? No. So for a long time, I just traveled with clippers, uh-huh. but then I noticed I was clipping my hair about every two days, Whoa. right? Because I like the five o'clock shadow head thing <laughs> Okay, and I actually have some hair yeah. minus the fact that I have a bald spot Okay, and the hairline is, you know, it's retreating. Certain to notice mine. Yeah. Yeah. You have luscious. It's, it's well, yeah, but if you've lived with it long enough, you can tell where it's different. Yeah. But you're 21 years old. I, I know. I'm really happy yeah. to have your first drink with you. Yeah. Me, me too. It's been a, it's been a real <laughs> rewarding experience thus far. Well, you waited all this time. Yeah. You know, so it's amazing. Yeah. However, I started calling it gray away. <laughs> I literally started going like, you know what? Hold on. It's way harder to shave my head. Yeah. Splash way harder to shave my head because the clipper inconsistency then to just hit it with a razor. Yeah. I had to get used to it. I mean, are you doing it every day? I am now. Actually, it's easier. If I miss yeah, a day maintain. or two or whatever, it's no big deal. Like, yeah. Whatever. But the razor is way easier. And by textile, like checking, you can go like, okay, mm-hmm. the back's good. Yeah. Whereas with the clippers, you're like, I could have a fucking skunk stripe. Yeah. And I have no idea. Do you like polish it or like oil it or anything? No, it's just all kinds of shiny. Okay. Things. Yeah. Uh, wake up. Shave it with shower. Sh- I do like normal shave. Yeah, yeah. Like, but just with all of your head as well. Yeah. And so, not your face since you have a beard. Yes. I have a beard. Yeah. I, I do shave the neck maybe yeah. once a week. But I do the shaving cream thing. I shave the head. And then I use uh, Nivea. It's a good aftershave type yeah. of thing. It works. I don't know. 
Well, so either way, somehow in the dolphin quest world, yeah, we got it's shaved all there. Dolphins. Yeah, you got shaved dolphins, but you've got like full, like it's poofy in my mind. Like, and you're just oh, smiling yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean, you smile a lot, but I mean, like this is like cheesy smiling because yeah, you're like I, I swim with dolphins for sure. Yeah, I've changed my name to like Sergey. Yeah, no, 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 that's too aggressive. Sven, no. Sven, they're all in the same. Yeah, yeah. Are you just like Mister Reeves? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, that's my dad. That's what I'm saying, though. Like oh. you, you're, you're kind of like. You're not high speed dolphin <laughs> speaker. You're kind of like you're you're leading a quiet existence amongst the dolphins in oh, my man. mind. You know what? But, I actually, but very deeply felt. I picture whatever that movie is where the dude's like, "Oh man, like I don't even know what time it is any, anymore." And I think it was an Adam Sandler movie. No, oh, no, we're getting Sarah, Mar- <laughs> yeah. Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And the surf instructor's like, yeah. "No, man, I just lost my watch or whatever." The yeah, <laughs> like I'm in Hawaii now. Yeah, you're like no one's harsh and you're mellow. Yes. Yeah. 100, yeah. 100. But instead you hunted men. Uh, I mean, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of, but I mean, you did actually, not that this needs to be about your career or anything, but like you did like everything. Send it. Uh, so I'm fickle. That's yeah. the problem. So I hung out, uh, we talked about Ranger stories, so they are what they are. I did, uh, Ranger we got things. to Washington as a result. Yeah. Got to Washington, did Ranger things. My timing was Really great based on a little bit of knowledge. I don't know if that was an interesting story or not. No, it was interesting. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind hearing it again. I know people would want to hear it. Sure, sure. Okay, so there I am, young, stupid Kevin, doing firefighting things. And then I go, hmm, I want to be this like sniper thing. I think I want to do that. And I grew up with Rambo and yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. Like, we're not too dissimilar. Like, I made guns out of sticks. Yeah. If I didn't have something to, we were making rubber band guns and stuff like, you know, on the bandsaw, like cutting them out, like tracing them and like literally taking real guns with my grandpa, tracing them, bandsaw, clothespin, rubber band gun. That is very advanced. I was super pumped. And my dad's like, Hey, sportsman's show. I was like, yeah, yeah. I go, yeah, we go to the sportsman show. We go to the rubber band guy. I was like, dad, The the rubber band man. Yeah. He had a Gatling gun. Oh yeah. Rubber, I'm familiar. Yeah. Oh, I'm familiar. So I got the 12 shooter. Yeah. Cause that's what I could afford. Yeah. Like my allowance or whatever. When my dad walked away, I'm like, Hey dad, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, I'll be over here, whatever. And we also went to the knife sharpening. Oh yeah. And the guy goes, this is no longer a knife. This is a razor blade with a handle. <laughs> that's cool. Dad, yeah. Buy that. <laughs> I took off. You know what I did? I bought an asp. And then I E&E'd to the car across the IX center. Yeah. <laughs> I found the fucking car and I set it on the tire. Like, holy shit. That dude just sold a fucking 10 year old an asp. Yeah. And Fuck yeah. I got an asp. My dad like popped the trunk and like went to the back door and I was like, <laughs> and I hit it in yeah. the fucking, uh, the tire compartment. I love that you were thinking that far ahead at that point. Cause I was that like weird kid too. That would be like, I didn't. I didn't get in trouble a lot. Sure, sure. Probably should have because I kind of always had a plan. Yeah. 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 It's a plan. I had a vision, you know, like I'm going to protect somebody Mm -hmm. with this ass Mm -hmm. because I've been watching Rambo and I'm pretty sure he's always the good guy. Yep. And I mean, maybe he's got that OD jacket and he's like running a belt fed with that knife, but I need all those things. Clearly. And right now I have access to an asp and some idiot at a counter that sold a 10 year old an asp. So, and for those of you that don't know, the asp is the, uh, reticulating. Yeah, I think so. Reticulating metal 
thing with a ball of steel on the end. Yep. And if you were to hit somebody in the head with it, you would kill them. Yeah. I know that now as an adult. Yeah. I learned that like six months ago. <laughs> so it was a hobo. <laughs> I called you. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know. Great tangent. Yeah. However, Ranger Battalion things, I did my stuff and then I decided I needed to do something else. Yeah. You know, and how long uh, was that? I just did my 2001 to 2005. Uh, it was four trips, you know, uh, three Afghanistans, one Iraq, doing great things. You know, I went from uh, the line squad. I I tried out. I went to the sniper section. Like I I kind of checked my blocks. Yeah. And at the time, you know, SF uh, was was recruiting. And no offense to any SF humans, but. I had an issue with like the training foreign people. Like, I was like, I don't want to train dudes that like, I'm going to fight them later. I don't know. Yeah. Statistically. You're but, a student of history. Yeah. So, but the way I ended up there was kind of unique. So I'm doing dumb stuff. I'm, I'm firefighting. I'm fucking off doing kid, kid stuff. And I was dating a girl and I meet this guy and he's got this 75th Ranger regiment sweatshirt. And I was like, huh, that's like, army things i don't know yeah this is like encyclopedia days but i'm talking to the dude and he was like no no no, ranger battalions like kind of cool this is what it is blah 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 read up on it i go hmm then i read up on seal things then i read up on like i just read some things and this is okay yeah it's fact things i didn't like whip open books like i wasn't that type of kids to go like or kid to like well let me read about this story about vietnam i just read facts yeah you're reading the clip notes exactly units are here this is what they do it was the wikipedia of paper yeah at the time so i did figure out kind of quick though that ranger battalion roughly goes to combat every nine years i'm like hmm, 1991 you know they did things should be kind of soon and this kind of fits me i like it whatever so my dad being the dad that he is he goes awesome you and my parents also they didn't like the military. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Okay. They, they didn't. It's not that they disliked it, but they loved their human. Yeah. And they just They're were like, like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Send your kid. Yeah. They were like, mm, go to college like your brother. So yeah. Anyways, I was like, no, I watch Rambo. So I'm going to do this. Anywho, my dad goes, great. You've made your decision, but you got to talk to all these recruiters. I go, fantastic. So I talked to a ranger guy mm-hmm. I was like, and you take the tests. Yeah. You know, it's ASVAB or ASVAB. Yeah. yeah. So it's like aptitude thing. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, so you can do this, this, and this. Well, army guy was trying to get his bonuses mm-hmm. and wanted to place me someplace else and didn't want to give me the ranger contract. Come to find out that recruiters actually get bonuses based on the fact that they fill a quota yeah. for lacking career fields. Mm-hmm. In a way. In I mean, the- it kind of makes sense. I mean, honestly, it- yeah. If you don't know that game, though, then it kind of sucks. This is all after the fact. And it was me being a, you know, 18, 19 year old dick. Going, yeah. No, like I know, I think I know what I want, which I didn't. Doesn't matter. But my dad goes, talk to everybody. So I go to the SEALs and well, I go to the Navy and I go, hey, uh, I want to be a Navy SEAL. I go, well, you got to like do this and do this other thing, get a rating. And then you, then you can be like maybe. try out to be a SEAL kind of maybe. And I go. Uh, okay, cool. They go, well, hold on. You had childhood asthma. So you, you're going to have to lie about that. And I went, I am not going to paint stripes on a boat. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to lie about anything. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yep. 
Then I go to, I don't think I talked to the Coast Guard. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Coast Guard. It it was there. In my mind, it was there. They're always there, the recruitment centers, right? Yeah, it's cool. I actually work with them as a PJ later on. Yeah. They do some cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, they have Ashton Kutcher as a spokesman. Yeah. So Kevin uh, Costner is pretty dope in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot he was in there. Yeah. Now he's in Yellowstone. Which, which we could talk about later. Dude, moment of silence. Yeah. Moment of silence for the Sopranos of Cowboy yeah. World. Oof. Going to the train station. Ooh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Anywho, so that was Navy. Then it was uh, Marine Corps, right? Read my things. I said, hey, I want to be, uh, it wasn't MARSOC at the time, it was Recon. Mm-hmm. So I want to be a Recon Marine. They Force like, Recon, right? Force Recon. Yeah. Yep. They were like, awesome. Here's the deal. <laughs> and I don't know if I remember this 100% correctly, but they go, you can pick your location of where you want to go, but you can't pick your job. And I was like, fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> like you can go to Hawaii, but you might be, I don't know. Paint stripes. Stripes, cook, something that I'm just yeah. going to be a bum, bummed out about. Yeah. I was like, no, thank you, sir. Yeah. Now, granted, their uniform is fucked they got the thing and they got the sword. I have a thing for Marines. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be, yeah, I'm just yeah, going out do. there and say it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Well, they had that commercial with the sword. And the, and the dragon. dragon. Yeah. Well, quick aside, my, my grandfather, my, my mom's dad, his good friend and our neighbor, and I lived with them for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but was there all the time anyways. Mr. Cook was a lieutenant that had gone through the entire Pacific theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did he have all the tattoos? Did he keep up on that thing? He didn't. He no. He he didn't have. He was like actually. So he wanted to be a graphic designer before wow. he went into the Marines. Wow, very. And cool. he was actually very straight laced. He would talk to my grandpa about it, but he had all the shit from the oh the caves and stuff, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, basically just sit and listen to Mister Cook talk and not say anything. But that was the first Marine I ever met, and yeah. like I have. Grandpa Rayleigh has all this stuff that I need to probably bring here at some point. He, Mr. Cook would pull the orders off the cork boards, off the ships when they would go and do a landing. Mm. And so he has all these really weird, what you would think would be anecdotal shit at the time, mm-hmm. but it's all this context, like weird minutia yeah. that you don't see like in a, it's not, I would argue it's fascinating. It's I'm not so sexy yeah. to most people. But he's got he's got maps and he's got all sorts of you know notes. He's got his uh, all the manuals from his officers' classes. Oh, and that's, dude, frame it! I want to donate it somewhere that would actually like not just put it in a basement. Sure, because uh, it's got his notes in it. He's doing little like doodles of logos in in his notes section of his officers' manuals, and that's really it's just cool. well, it's I'm fascinated with humans. You know, like yeah, I mean, absolutely. it's cool. Obviously, like I'm intrigued with Mr. Cook's whole big story but anyways not to digress from yours no no, no. that's that started my fascination with the marine corps was you know the pacific and the world war man world so, war cool. II. so cool and to be honest i think it's actually outstanding how well the marine corps instills the history yeah. of the marine corps yeah. into the lowest common like grunt human like dude but i love how right they just the they get. just know that they get the shit into the stick i think that's part of the who doesn't like an underdog and Absolutely. they're under devil dogs Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we had a strange relationship between like when we were co-located, like in Ramadi mm-hmm. in uh, 2004, when there's Marines there and then there was Ranger dudes there. And it was like this weird thing where they knew that we had a certain level of discipline that we were you know, held to. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at you like, <laughs> eh, 
Mm. Yeah, like you, you get fucked up. Yeah, like you're a ranger private. Yeah, you get fucked up too. Yeah, so it was like a, it was like a little bit of a mutual respect. Yeah, not, not to you know compare myself at all, but I also like to fuck with them quite a bit. Yeah, clearly. And it's anytime, you. yeah, oh, I meet a marine and I'm like, oh, the marines is yeah, the the semper fiddles. Yeah. You gotta, you got that Semper Fiddle tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? So you didn't go with the Marines then? Didn't go with the Marines. Yeah. I moved on. Here's the funny part. And then it comes full circle. My dad's like, and I'm just going back to Ranger office to try to get this fucking Ranger or Army office to get this Ranger contract, yeah. which is a thing that says you get to go to RIP. Yeah. Right. There's another thing where you just it's Ranger indoctrination program, right? Correct. It's changed. I can keep up on it. I yeah. don't know. There's another thing. But um, you can go without it. And when you're an airborne, apparently they go like, Hey, does anybody want to? Yeah. I wanted like a, like a sure thing. As close to it as you could get. Anyways. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. want a sure thing. So my dad's like, Hey, you forgot the air force. I was like, air force. I'm going to talk to the coast guard. I literally walked into the air force and this dude, he's just hanging out, enjoying his life. And I was like, Hey, how's it going? Um, I got to talk to you to see if you got any jobs for me. <laughs> he's like who are you and i was like blah 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 he goes what do you want to do and i'm expecting he probably expects that i'm like well i want to get into finance or whatever yeah. the fuck they do i want to be an accountant yeah and i go i want to shoot people in the face and he goes we don't really have that <laughs> and <laughs> i you go, talk to the rangers yeah exactly <laughs> and my dad's like <sighs> fuck it. he's like, like you idiot. he's like what do you have and he goes, oh, well, we have uh, combat controllers. They drop bombs and they do cool shit and control airspace and all this stuff. This is way past Rambo. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. it's not registering. Yeah. Rambo, you got to be able to look them in the eye. It's just knives and machine guns. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do. So he goes, we got combat controllers. And I'm like, <laughs> like an idiot. Right. Come to find out. It's like their fucking kill count is off the charts. Oh yeah. I mean, ridiculous stacking. Yeah. And then he goes, and then we got these PJ dudes who are like, like really cool medics and do stuff. And I was like, later, <laughs> bitch. In truth, it was later. Exactly. Yeah. So I go do Ranger things. I go back, get my contract, go to Ranger things, do some stuff for a couple of years. And then when they're recruiting for like SF and whatnot, I wanted to I thought I was being smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I need to learn something new. Like, for my penitence maybe yeah like i need to go learn a new skill yeah and all the young guys were getting bounced from cag selection really i never tried i never tried i'm not claiming that i did probably would have failed who the fuck knows yeah never did it sf didn't appeal to me they were recruiting real hard it's just the right demographic yeah yeah. e5 ranger tab whatever the fuck sniper dude with the designator yada yada i go fuck man my buddy nick gets out and this goes into it. Gets out of the Rangers, gets out of the army. He uh, transitioned. Okay. You know, like he's on terminal leave or whatever. And we had met collectively during an Afghanistan trip. We meet these PJ dudes mm-hmm. and he's slightly enamored with them. And so am I. I'm like, wait a second. You got like some cool gear. You got some shit going on. What is You're- a PJ? Pararescue is like a specialized rescue mechanism uh, for the military behind enemy lines and then like guard and reserve stuff. Um, is stateside. So we have yeah. a stateside mission. I'm a guard guy now, yeah. you know, doing PJ shit out in Portland. Um, they had the NASA mission back when that was a thing, Oof. like like shuttle or the capsule recovery yeah. thing. Yeah. I never fucked with it much, but it doesn't matter. Um, 
kind of cool. However, in country, if a bird, you know, pancakes or whatever, they go in, they do some extrication, they've got a security element, they fucking chop some people out, mm-hmm. do some medical care, evac in a cool fashion. Yeah. And they got cool shit. Yeah. We were a security element at the time. And Nick was like, I'm going to go do that. He was on a shorter contract. He got out a year before me. Okay. So fast forward, I'm getting out of battalion. I'm trying to weigh my options. I know that there's certain options that are not great. Because Why didn't you just stay? In battalion? Yeah. I love battalion. But I felt this inner thing of like, you need to learn something else. You need not just learn a new skill for what you're doing. You need to go and learn a new thing again. Yep. I need to, I need to have more skill sets in my like dossier. I was kind of into medical. I thought it might be cool to learn how to do like field medicine Mm -hmm. things or patch things up. It was like tools for my toolbox. Yeah. Right. And my decision matrix was literally based on a guy named Justin Spicer, who I worked with in battalion when I was a sniper in Ramadi. He went off to CAG selection, came back. He actually kept his job. Hmm. But in battalion, it was very common, at least at 275, and I can't speak for anybody else, that if you went off and went to try out for SF or you tried out for CAG and they sent you back, and a lot of times it was because you were too young. Uh-huh. The, the, then they were like in their 30s. Now, as young Ranger Reeves, they look like they were ancient. Yeah. And yeah. all like Greek gods and these humans with crazy beards. And yeah. Like, oh my God, that dude's 50 and he's killed a million people. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks people into wells. Yes. That guy. Yeah. So I was like, wait a second. If I go, I break my ankle, I come back, then I don't get to be in battalion anymore. Maybe because my allegiance is, you know, I haven't like shown my allegiance to the time because I try to leave. Yeah. So it was a very, to me, it was a delicate thing. And I, I wanted to, you're make, either going to stay, stay or go, go. Exactly. And I wanted to pick a sure thing. Yeah. So I went, I'm going to do this PJ. Thing. Now there's an indoc and whatever. Else. So I go to the indoc thing. Um, this, I don't like ranger school stories unless no. you're self deprecating. Well, and I don't give a shit at all insofar as I'm fascinated with anything you want to tell me. So this one gets funny because I really like the self-deprecating ones or the funny ones. Yeah. And if they're not, then we save them. Yeah. We don't talk about dying with uh, uh, ankle deep brass and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So my buddy Nick goes off and does this thing and he's, he's done. He he went through Indoc and then there's a pipeline. You go to dive or free fall, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever's nice. And I call him up. And I'm getting out of the army and I'm preparing to go into the air force. Now, going back to the asthma thing, I had to do like a methacholine challenge to get in the army. They made me do it again to get in the air force. No shit. Yeah. Like put the thing on. Yeah. Yeah. Run on the treadmill thing. Yeah. All this stuff. I was like, bitch, I've been in Afghanistan around all this burning shit and trash. Like I might have, if I had asthma, if I didn't have asthma before I do now, I for sure got it again. Yeah. It's like COVID. I got it. Yeah. Which actually real quick, like as as far as like the burning shit, like that just real quick for a lot of people who are going to be listening to this, it's, it's coming up now. It's becoming more apparent to people who didn't serve, but hold on. Mesophilioma. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, people don't know. I've had people like really liberal, great, well-intentioned friends who have like big bleeding hearts that are like, 
oh my God, John Stewart's talking about this thing. Do you know about it? And it's like, yeah, everybody's dying of it that I know. Like, yeah. so yes, it's a thing. So if you don't know about it, we don't need to digress into it, but like, look it up because yeah. everybody got fucking poisoned. Oh, it's a problem. Yeah. I had a moment of realization in my youth looking at a, a field, literally a field in Ramadi of pallets of water. And it happened to be, if I remember right, Egyptian water, which, okay, fine. There was no BPA thing back then. Yeah. This particular water happened to be sitting in pallets in 120, I'm going to say plus because I don't remember. It was fucking hot. Direct sunlight. A lot of sun for a really fucking long time. Yeah. To the point where I literally watched them lift a pallet and there's like a nest of snakes that look poisonous mm-hmm. cobra looking things yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like any of them so yeah. I, was, I was like i'm gone yeah but they sat there forever and i i'm looking at this water this is my sole source of water yeah thinking this is not good this is a bad thing i, I don't know what is in this plastic but it for sure doesn't taste like the water out of the faucet from the well in Ohio. yeah yeah it tastes like something else tastes kind of like the plastic right yeah Anywho, yeah, crazy. So, Nikki G, my buddy, he's off doing PJ stuff. I'm getting out, right? I'm yep. going to go do other things. We can get more spicy. I know we can. Yeah. I'm good right now. Do you, I can get you a spicy water. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good right now. We're good. Everything's fine. So, I call him up and I was like, hey, man, I'm getting out. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to go do this PJ thing. I go, I think it's a good option. I'm going to get some training do some more schools, learn this medical thing. I'm going to do it for a couple of years. Yeah. I go, Nick, what do I got to do to get ready? And he goes, Hey man, this is what Nick sounds like. He's like, uh, you'll be fine. <laughs> and I go, all right, cool. So like nothing. He's like, hey man, yeah, you'll be fine. I go, all right. Fast forward. I go to end It's uh, 10 weeks, right? I show up. One step back. I'm doing reserve command, right? What does that mean? Excellent question. I try to go active duty, okay? I was told by the recruiter up at uh, Lewis McCord back then. It's the Air Force recruiter you're now talking to. Air Force recruiter. It wasn't Lewis McCord back then. It's just McCord. So I was like, hey, I want to do this PJ thing. And they go, awesome. You're a former Army guy. I go, yeah. They go, Air Force isn't taking you. In active duty, you can go reserve or guard. I go, huh, really? He goes, yeah. I go, okay. A family friend, um, his name is, his last name is Lincoln. Lincoln Electric. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of a big company. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. He became the first combat rescue officer uh, to go to the 2-4, which is a special place in North Carolina. I get a hold of that guy. Yeah. And I go, Hey dude, I'm this dude and I'm trying to do this thing. And they're telling me that I can't go active duty. I thought maybe you might be able to tell me where reserve and guard bases are because they said I could do that and that you can become an AGR, which is an active dude at a reserve or guard base. So basically all the benefits are the same mission changes a little bit. It's kind of a backdoor 
A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? They still have a deployment, you know, responsibility. It's not what Active Beauty was doing. They were getting run through the you know, ringer. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, the only difference really is mission stuff and other things, whatever. Somebody's going to critique this. Are you sure? Like, nah, bitch. Active the number of fucks either one of us give collectively is zero. Zero. Yeah. yeah so Big old goose egg. Yep. And I will quantify all my things. Yep. However... They, uh, he sent me a map and he goes, ah, there's like Portland, Kentucky, New York, this, this, this Patrick Air Force Base. I wanted to go to Portland. I called them up and they go, sorry, bitch. There ain't no spots. Mm-hmm. And I go, huh. okay. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the map and I went, Patrick, Patrick, okay. Florida. I, I know about Florida. I've been to Florida. I was going to say, have you been to Florida? I have all my opinions of Florida. Okay. But that's a whole different life. podcast. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> However, Florida I went, man, I went cool. They got rotary wing, they got fixed wing, they got water. That seems like PJ shit. I call him up, end up down there. The dude that calls me, his name is KK Kostranek. He was the chief at the time. He's like, "Hey man, you're a ranger, right?" I was like, "Yes, chief." He goes, "Awesome." We had a bunch of dudes fail, and we look like shit. <laughs> so, can you be down here in two days? And I was like, "Yes, chief." Yes, chief. I show up. I meet this dude. Right. Get off the plane. Go to a bar, start taking shots. Already, I was going to say this already sounds awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, start taking shots with this dude named a senior. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you know, for just in case. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's something special. Today. Yeah, I don't. We know. don't know. With this dude, senior, and uh, senior's like, all right, cool. So I'll see you. We're going to PT in the morning. Now, what happens <laughs> is what happens. Now he's not a senior. His name is literally yes, senior. Yeah, and I verified that. Yeah. Because I know it's first. Yeah. So he goes, and what happens is the people in the pipeline, not qualified, train the new guys, right? So if you're a cone mm-hmm. trainee, you're like grabbing the newer dudes and you're spinning them up. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is just another student. He's just going to spin me up. So I go, cool, man. I'll meet you at the pool. Zero six. I wake up, yep. rub my eyes, show up. At the track, actually, we run, and I quickly noticed that he has Olympic rings tattooed on his calf. Oh, yeah. And he's, I don't know, 6'1", 6'2", lean, you know, handsome human. Yeah, the kind of motherfucker who can drink a lot of shots and then go run at 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, and I used to be that human until I turned today years old. Yep. Um, He might have been throwing those shots over his shoulder. I don't know. But I showed up, and I was like, Hmm. let's fucking do this. Yeah. I'm halfway fast and I'm halfway okay. Not so much in water. We do 2200s on the track. It's a lot with some yeah. sort of interval. I don't yeah. know. Then I go to the pool. Keep in mind, Nick has told me nothing about prep. Okay. Yeah, so okay all, all I knew is I had to swim. So I was going to the pool and swim in like 300 meters, like with a snorkel. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. That seems good. And yeah. then I'd run and Jack Steele. I was also 230 pounds. You were 230. I was 230. Wow. My job was to kick down doors and fuck shit. Yeah. So I was kicking doors down to fucking shit up. Yeah. And had the frame to, yeah. So not an Olympic swimmer's frame. Nope. <laughs> so I do my 2200s and he's like, cool, let's go to the, to the pool. I was like, yeah, I like water. Yeah. You got go a snorkel? <laughs> we go to the pool and he goes, all right, so this is an underwater. This is what happens. You go under, you push off, you go subsurface for 25 meters, you pop up and you swim on the surface and you breathe. So you stop. 
the interval is a minute 30. That's from the time you start to the time you go again. Mm-hmm. So if you do it fast, you got more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's management. I go, okay, cool. He goes, you're going to do them until I tell you to stop. I go, okay, cool. He goes, also. Mm-hmm. He brings me in close and he goes, you see the good looking chick on the, uh, the deck there? And she's hot. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a anywhere. Total Bosco. Yeah. And a tan, all the things. And I look and I'm like, uh huh. He goes, that's a PJ's wife. And I go, oh, noted. Noted. I'm wearing Sophie Ranger panties. They don't have a string in them. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I push off, mm-hmm. my, my ass comes off. Uh huh. Yeah. So every time I push off, it's not super ergonomic. Yeah. There's very little economy of motion pulling your shorts up. Mm-hmm. So I push off, ass out, shorts up. It's fine. Yep. You're losing, you're losing precious time. It is. So I do, I don't know, a couple of these and he goes, you're doing really well. I want you to stop at the brick. Brick. He goes, I want you to stop and do meditation, like thumb to the middle for five seconds on the minute thirties until I tell you to stop. Great. So I'm like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Holding your breath sucks. Mm -hmm. It's no fun, but I don't know. You can't pop. I guess it's lava up there and you stay down. Yeah. 15, maybe. I do 15 of these things. I'm thinking, all right, man, I am in like Flynn. Yeah. He stops me and he goes, cool. Catch your breath. Here's the deal. I need you to swim as far as you can and don't stop. And I go, okay. I don't know. Yeah. PJ wife, me, ass, all the things. I'm putting it in the calculator. Like, how's this going to work out? Push off, ass out, pull up, stroke, 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 other end, push off, ass, ass up. Out. Yep. I'm coming in hot to a 50. I haven't popped, but I'm, I'm guppying. I'm yeah. doing the thing. I'm like, this is terrible. All of a sudden, the guppying goes away. And I'm like, I'm a star. Yeah. I come in, turn around, push off, ass out, shorts up. I'm like, this is going great. Yep. Blackout. Yep. Yep. Blackout. Don't know what yeah. happened. I guess I got kind of close to 75. We'll call it somewhere between 53 and 67. Cool. I wake up to KK, the chief, who was not there before. Yeah. I don't know when he showed up. I'm on the deck sitting on my ass with a senior, like holding me up Uh and KK smacking me. Yeah. My eyes are closed and I go tingly. And then I opened my eyes. I was like, what's up, chief? And he's like, you just fucking made my day, dude. I think you're good to go. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this suffering has stopped. Yeah. No. Suffering. Just You just qualified to suffer. Absolutely not. They put me back in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to do these shits called over and backs where you do like push-ups and dumb shit. Uh-huh. And then you'd swim underwater. Yeah. It's still like 20 meters across. Yeah. Pop up, do dumb shit, jump. Ass up. up. Yeah. All the things. So here I am. I've done this. It was literally one day of just like, hey, we fucked you up as much as we could. We think you're good. I go to Indoc. Awesome. 10 weeks later. Okay. We started with roughly 90. We graduated about 10. Yeah. Okay. I call up Nick. I'm all done. I'm graduating. I'm moving on to something else. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I don't remember where it went next. Free fall or some shit. No, yeah, free fall, maybe. Sear. Doesn't matter. 
I call up Nick. I was like, hey, man. He's like, hey, man. I go, so in doc, you got to do like swimming things. huh? Oh, and then there's like this body breathing thing. Oh, that's right. We did do both body breathing, but whatever. YouTube it. Sure. For all of you and myself. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. I go, Nick, you could have told me to like swim a lap or hold my breath or breathe on a snorkel. Yeah. Any of the things to prep me for this. He goes, no, dude. I said, you'd be fine. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) That was his whole guidance. Like, I feel like there's something. So like my entire experience of black rifle feels like it's been that pool in a way. Like it's not been hell, but it's been like, and we kind of talked about this last night. My assumption is everything's a test. Yeah, in some way, like oh, and that was like, great. like, yeah, was great. N- not necessarily like in a shitty way. Actually, quite the opposite. More like, like there's always the task, but there's also the evaluation of of how you do the task. And we talked about that with the whole like, uh, the World War II SAS thing or whatever, where it's like you're going to take a test, and then someone runs through the classroom shooting somebody with blanks, yeah. and the actual test is what did those two people look like? Can you give us all the details? I was under the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I mean, but I'm the kind of person where like I watch that documentary and now like every day I wake up and remind myself someone might run into the room and shoot somebody with a blank. So I have to always be ready to describe somebody. Absolutely. Like that's like how my mind works. And so like part of me is like, oh, this sounds like hell. The other part of me is like, oh, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing Nick did. Yeah. Like I would have been like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because I mean, in a way you almost were, you would have been robbed if you if you didn't if you failed you failed yep. but, but the way you succeeded he would have robbed you of that particular way of succeeding <laughs> had he given you for all sure. those things for sure but conversely here's what i've noticed so i have a younger friend who was interested in he thought maybe pararescue maybe combat control like this thing there's too much knowledge out there yeah you can literally look up everything now back then <coughs> excuse me I didn't realize you could look up the standards and like which week you were, you know, expected to do what. Mm-hmm. But now it's even more. Yeah. You know, social media and they did uh like PJ documentary things and you see in the, yeah. it's so fucking much information. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey man, what about this? So now you've got kids and actually you have complete companies training for these things. Well, I there's go, people who seem to I think it's like they're their entire business is just preparing high school kids to like go and do these things. Big time. Yeah. And it is. We're just going to, I guess this is it. Yeah. Kill that. Uh, thing. Kill that thing. Yeah. That's the whiskey. Yep. That's the, that's the knob Creek that you hear. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's too much information. Yeah. So now I got a guy going, Oh man, well, I got to do this and you got to teach me how to do this and everything else. And I'm more of, you know, taking a new thing and throwing it back. I'm more of like the, the yeet mentality, like just fucking yeet. Just yeah. Yeet. I've only recently learned that word. I've been using it quite a bit, but it's, I'm about four months into that being in my vocabulary. I have kids. Yeah, that's true. true. So and yeah. I, dude, it is hilarious actually hearing kids. They're like, yeah, man, I was just, I just yeeted that garbage. And that's full send basically. Right. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's full send with a little bit of, you know, kid ism into it. I love it. Yeah. I'm trying to embrace that more. 
I'm trying to get behind some of this terminology. Well, what's funny is that, I mean, like, like you were saying earlier, like the guys that were like the Spartan Greek gods in your mind were younger than we are now. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> like, I mean, I love everybody. I think I genuinely think that most people we work with are cool. They're red, but I've also realized that we're no longer cool in in the way that we once used that parlance. Yep. We are not cool. I'm not cool at all. We might have some style. True. But we're not cool. I also feel as though um, I have an issue. Maybe you have it. Mm. We are, like we've said, very similar in, in a lot of ways. I don't picture myself as a 40 as fuck human. 40 was broken. To yeah. me, when I was a kid, I mean, 100%. it was truck drivers for me. So like yeah. a four year old truck driver looks like a 75 year old. Like my version of this yep. is what I see a 75 year old man now. Yep. Like, and they were missing teeth and couldn't like bend over at for sure. 40. For sure. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I guess the dad bod's making a thing. Yeah. It's, thank God. Cause that's good. all I got working. I still eat carbs. Dude, so that's well, all listen, I have to look forward to. Listen, felt as fuck, sir. I'm trying. Okay. Okay. Here's the part that I don't understand is when 40 is fucked hangs out with like dude that wants to go in the military young guy to me there's this equation between the mental fortitude and the physical body yeah i can force the physical body to do some shit at this point right yeah. there's that magic spot somewhere in like the 35 ish right range. before you black out yeah exactly yeah but there's this like magic range where like your body's still capable and your mind can push it mm-hmm. a bit farther. It, to me, it's just about capitalizing on that. Yeah. Like, and also just that. not doing the best you can to just not lose it, I think, yeah. is the other thing. Like, I mean, I remember, like, I let myself really go during the I'm depressed and I drink a lot phase. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought that I was going to do certain things again. Yep. And then, you know, I was just like, eh, you know what? Fuck it. I don't like that mentality of just like, it's over. It's done. Yeah. And I'm just going to embrace the thousand eight drawings, you know, however you want to say it, like, which in this case required actual physical pain, yep. like lower back shit. Like I, Fuck yeah, dude. well, but I didn't have any glorious story about it. Like mine is like when I really fucked mine up, I, well, I was in Florida, yep. New Smyrna beach. I was at a residency for a bunch of comic artists and some, well, it was a great night. We took over a bar and oh, yeah. my mentor, like when I say took over a bar, like, there's a band, my Paul Pope, my, my mentor, like looks like Jim Morrison, sounds like Jim Morrison, like got up, convinced the band, not like just stole the mic like an <laughs> asshole, like convinced the band to let him sing like Doors songs. And it went on for a while yes. and we're all drunk and I'm out front and like some bitch who brought a fucking gerbil or a hamster to the bar. If that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, just jumps on my back without me knowing it. And me being me, I don't just crumple immediately. Immediately, I'm like, yeah, I should just stand really rigid. Yeah, and couldn't walk for like a week. Then two years later, my good friend Heather, this this will tell you a lot about me. Heather and Shay lived on the third story of a, an apartment complex in the foothills of Boise, and they've been there for years. And they had this balcony that had slate tiles in it that were always moving. So the joke oh. was always like, if this thing goes. What's your what's your play? Do you go for the door, yeah. or there's this big ass pine tree that's pretty close to the balcony? I think door. Year. Well, I can tell you. Yeah. 
after, <laughs> after, after years of debate, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to New York. I'm going to move there and do comic book things. Yep. And it's my going away brunch. And our brunches were epic. Like some of them would be like Mortal Kombat brackets where I just oh, fight like yes. nine of my friends and we would fuck each other up. Yeah, great. But this particular one, I was a bottle and a half in a, a like full bullet bourbon bottle and a half in. Oh, nice. And I was out with my friend, <laughs> Stacy the Butcher, a.k.a. Oh. Well, it's actually Scott Weiss, a.k.a. Stacy the Butcher, a.k.a. Big Rig. And he's a welder. Just I love all he's he's a badass. I love him. And he's in one of those tiny fucking beach chairs that, that are like super shallow. Uh-huh. And he's just surly as fuck. And he's smoking Marlboro Reds. And I'm bobbing and weaving. <laughs> and I'm and I'm smoking an American spirit. And I'm like, Scott, I'm gonna do it. He's like, What are you gonna do? I'm like, I've been saying it for years. It's the fucking tree. He's like, fucking do it, pussy. And I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, I put my cigarette out, put a, put a leg over the railing and and like there's picture windows. Like you can see the balcony. So imagine like 12 of my closest friends all laughing, talking about how they're going to miss me. And in the background of the shot is me putting a drink down and just yeeting into a tree. Yeah. Three stories up your death. Yeah. Yeah. And so I leap from the balcony and I'm in the tree and I'm like, cool. I'm in the tree. Yeah. Was Didn't, that a moment of relief? Like, what did that feel like? Or was it? Re- I wasn't so drunk that I don't remember it. I was like, damn cool. That part of it worked. Made it. Yeah. And then, and then, then I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> climb down this tree. Scary as fuck. No, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not going to lie and say there, you know, the alcohol didn't assist in this. I was like very rational and very calm. I'm like, I don't, I'm going to hurt, I'm going to hurt myself climbing down this tree <laughs> after you, yeeted. after I've yeeted into it <laughs> and I'm talking a full three stories. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, it's a very dense pine tree. Like That's good. It's great. That's in fact. Thing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I remember hearing all these stories about drunk people getting hit by cars and they're so drunk and so loose that they just sort of like land on their feet or yeah. they just kind of like roll with it. And then they just kind of get up and dust themselves off. And I'm like, I could probably judo fall three yeah. stories through this yeah. tree. Well, <laughs> well, do you know what I'm picturing? Yeah. When you see a bear uh-huh. that they like tranquilize. Yeah. And then it falls. <laughs> just falls. Tree. That's, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen what I looked like. Because I, I basically just did Jesus take the wheel. And, no. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I this, uh, what I'm telling you was a decision. That was my decision matrix. Well, like your logic arrived that I'm just going to fall. I'm going to fall and I'm going to, I'm going to relax. Yeah. I'm going to fall. And I, for whatever reason in my head, I'm like, I think I can time it and do a judo slap. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, there's a, there's like a couple seconds when I've like, when I've, pushed off and I'm like going <laughs> like through the tree. I'm like, well, I hope this works. How'd that, how'd that feel? <laughs> Not as bad as you'd think actually. Really? Yeah. It was kind of like one of those soft pine trees, you know, okay, like, yeah, like a little, yeah. Like, I mean, it was dense, but it wasn't like, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I wasn't like doing like the, the, you know, like the, what is it? Like the slot machine where like, the balls, like kind of yeah, running down the thing, like, like the James Bond flop off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just falling. I'm leaning back and I like, at some point I'm like, I got to be hitting the ground soon. And I just went ahead and slapped and it just happened to be shut the fuck when up. I landed. Yes. And landed on my back, like hips up, legs up, slap. And I'm like, huh, 
and I get up and I dust myself off. Yes. And so the only way to get to where I was without jumping off the balcony was to run out the front door, run like 300 feet around the building and to me. And as I'm like dusting myself <laughs> off, my friends come around. No, no absolutely mortified no. everybody came around the corner expecting me to have broken leg everybody came around the corner expecting what should have happened to have happened true and so everybody was like and everybody's drunker than shit they're already sad that i'm leaving yeah you're and you're that you're dead and, and yeah and they think that they're finding a dead body and this is the friend group where everybody's dead yeah and gonna be dead further For years sure. later and i'm just like wow that was crazy <laughs> <laughs> It's spectacular. Oh yeah. And everybody's like, what? Well, Scott Weiss is just like nodding, you know, like, like he's not saying Told you, you could do it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking pussy. <laughs> Still a pussy. Uh, and I had to like go inside and like the, the worst part about it was I had my godson was there. Heather's son, Lucas, mm-hmm. that scared the shit out of him, which is justifiable. Oh, um, in, yeah. in like, let's be real, a bottle and a half of bourbon that where I'm still able to calculate based on stupid decisions, like jumping into a third story tree. So this is all to say, I got a little bit of lower back pain, a little little bit, but if I don't work out, that's when it's an issue. If I do work out or do something, kettlebell swings, yoga, something, as long as I keep my, my core kind of strong, I don't feel the falling through the tree and injuries as much. Um, But you get to remember it a lot when you are. Yeah. I mean, I was really, I mean, I was very enthralled with Hemingway and, and those sort of like the last generation authors that were like badass artists. Yeah. I really liked, I really liked the idea that like, you got to go out and do some shit yeah. and then you go write about it. Yeah. And I kind of later learned that some of that was kind of bullshit, yeah. that, you know, but you some of it was still it. real, you yeah. know, like, and um, yeah, I mean, but that's, I mean, I was, this is also like at the end of me being like paint, I'm going to pay a thousand dollars to have a five foot four albino teach me how to fight for a year. That's great. Um, which I love, was I love that story. very similar to the tree where I'm just like, I, I didn't have a death wish, but I had a death apathy is kind of what I arrived at where I was like, it went from being like, Hey, I'm going to, I don't want to live with regrets. I'm going to go and try things to yeah. being like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So I'm just going to do some stuff. I'm not in that place anymore. FYI. But yeah. 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 No, I've been there. I've yeah. Been there. We talked about it. Yeah. Before. And I think it's, I don't know, environmental things, intoxication things, you know, you can it's also there. intention things. Like, you know, I did, I recognized at one point where I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And I mean, I drink a little bit now, but I mean, I just was like, I'm not gonna, when you said you were sober for two years, I'm like, yeah. I did the same thing where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do a hard reset yeah. on this one. That's exactly what I call it. Yeah. A hard reset. Yeah. Plan. Not a forever thing, yeah. but it's definitely a, a right now thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I thought it was necessary. Yeah. You know, to, if nothing else for, in my particular situation, it was for just clear thinking, everything else. Here's the funny part. I think I was like, man, I'm gonna quit drinking today. I remember the day yeah. I woke up and it, I didn't prepare for it. No, me neither. I got drunk on moonshine and woke up the next morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Nope, I'm yeah. done. You know, I didn't even get like super drunk on anything. And I was like, had a really wicked hangover. I don't get a hangover. Mm -hmm. I'm either still drunk, still having a good time or sleeping. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So I'm like wired for sound situation. But I woke up and I went, oh, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, highly functional Mm -hmm. alcoholic. Yeah, me too. And then 
I go to bed, struggled to sleep. Yeah. Right? A little bit. Yeah. But I go to sleep, I wake up the next morning, and the whole time I'm thinking, dude, tomorrow is going to be, it's going to, a whole new day. Yeah. Oh, for new fanta. All the things. Magic carpets, man. I woke up, I'm like, I still kind of feel like shit. Yeah. Like, I still feel like all my injuries, all my stuff, like, I still feel everything mm-hmm. and not super clear. I never really felt amazingly clear or different throughout sobriety. But, I also felt like, ah, fuck, you know what? I'm stubborn enough yeah. to do this. Thing. I'm very stubborn myself. For sure, dude. All, like, all the more reason why, it, it, the more I learn about all you guys as we're working at Black Rifle, it's, it's like, man, I, once again, comic book nerd, I know that it's welcoming, but it's like, this. it's just so, there's a type of person, mm-hmm. you know, that I tend to resonate with. And 100%. it's people who've been tinged by a bit of darkness and have dealt with it. Oh, the darkness. The darkness. Yep. Um, everybody's darkness is a little bit different, but they're stubborn. They're obsessed with growth. Yep. Uh, which, I mean, there's different ways of interpreting that, but typically like doing a post-game wrap-up on yourself every day and sort of being like, well, this worked, but this didn't. Mm-hmm. Let's apply some new information to tomorrow. Yep. 100%. And I think that a lot of times, and I, I, I even go back to you know when I was uh, mentoring you know, privates and and humans being a leader in the military. Here's my number one thing. And I had to literally tell this to my dude. You know what? The story is irrelevant. We go to a place, something happened, whatever. And I decided based on how I was mentored that I was going to be strong enough and fit enough to fuck up everybody. Yeah. So I felt as if really was dogs dry humping, right? If I could do it and make you hurt and quit, not quit, but be in suffering and look strong, yeah, it established my dominance. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what it did. Derek, it's a different, slightly different thing, but something that resonates along those lines where he was talking about competition mm-hmm. and how if even if you were good friends, if you decided to engage in the same competition that he's in, his interpretation of it is that you, you, you're saying that you're stronger than me. Mm-hmm. And it's my job to sh- to prove you wrong. Absolutely. So it's no different than okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to punish you, but I'm going to do it with you, and I'm going to prove why I'm in the position I'm in, mm-hmm. and you're in the position you're, you're earning in. it, and you should aspire to be where I'm at and be as strong and do what I'm doing, because the whole like stand up and tell somebody to you know, work themselves into oblivion, smoking, air uh-huh, bullets, yeah. that's what they call it military. It, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, but you're a lesser fucking, you're an asshole, really. Yeah. You're a dude. The, pay, the paying the dues thing in different, I, I, obviously not military, but yeah, like, yeah. this is actually a funny comparison. In theater, yeah. um, it's I a big thing. I was a thespian th- in high school. Yeah, it's a big it. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was in repertory theater companies and shit, and that's a whole different story, but with adults and like, there's this hierarchical thing yep. where, because they had been indoctrinated into this world a certain way, they couldn't wait for the chance to smoke basically. Uh-huh. And the, the next generation, it's like this shit on the assistant kind of thing. Yep. But I, I, it never I never, I've never found the lesson in it really. Like uh, it, it seems more of like a, a particular kind of person takes satisfaction in 
in inflicting a similar experience on somebody else. Absolutely. And I, maybe there's some lesson in there, but my intuition doesn't feel like there is. It's more of a, it's, it's a low level, not big picture kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a little narcissist. It brings out like the narcissist in some people yeah. in this weird thing and they did it. So you should do it. I don't know. I never understood it. I thought about it as like, it, it's a level playing ground of let's say fitness and let's establish the dominance and why I deserve to be telling you. And that's pretty fair. Cause I mean, you I don't have so. none of you have to be fit. You're all choosing to yeah. build yourselves in a way. So like, yeah, you probably should test it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. This has been fun. Cause like all of these have been me talking about comics and then like, what are cowboys and what's the code of the West? And I'm not a cowboy. And how I is like it? Cowboys. I mean, well, and that's, I didn't know that you rode horses when, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you mentioned it last night, yeah. uh, which I mean, not to like force the analogy of code of the West, but it, it once again, it is because my whole thing with this thinking about doing interviews and part of this is an experiment for me. I've never interviewed anybody on a podcast. This is Kevin's first podcast. Hey, 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 <laughs> <laughs> But like I kind of front loaded it on one of the other episodes where I'm like, I'm going to interview people. Yeah. I'm not going to be literal about this. I, I do think that the, the commonality that I want to kind of kind of keep it going is, is that if I jive with somebody, there's a reason like what we're talking about. There's a sure for whatever fucking reason you and I can be from completely different careers, similar backgrounds, similar personalities. Yeah. And, I, and we talked about it in different contexts that we're not going to talk about right now, but yeah. like, the loyalty thing, the, the, you guys have a code, even if it's not, I mean, well, in some cases it literally is a, a mantra, a code, but like, I, I think maybe that's kind of how I'm going to play it. You know, as I'm interviewing people is like, do you have guiding principles? Do you have sure a way of conducting yourself? And I mean, clearly we talked about the human versions of those. Of, yeah. of just like, just now, like tomorrow will be better. I will be better tomorrow than yeah. I am today. 100%. Um, but I think that's going to be kind of like my, maybe that's the theme or the, my way of rationalizing it. I don't know, but I don't want to just be like, Oh, this person's got a hundred thousand followers. It's like, yeah, let's get them on here. It's like, if I don't want to talk to you, I don't, I don't really think I'm going to want to talk to you. You know what? Like, and, and here's a dude, a smart dude that we both know. Yeah. Um, and well, to go back just a little bit, I feel like, and this is the cool part in my opinion is that black rifle collectively has bred a culture where the use and the means of the world, it makes sense. Somehow. I think Evan kind of knows that. Yeah. I mean, cause we had a, I don't want to get too inside baseball, but like yeah. he and I had a, we've had a number of pretty in-depth conversations, just the two of us. And like, we were talking about how black rifle was a way for him to gain his freedom back. Yeah. And it's, it's like he had to buy his freedom back. And what I was saying is like, well, I just chose the poor route. I was, my route was I'm not going to have things. I'm not going to, I'm going to go at the bare minimum requirement for survival, yeah. but not have debt and then maintain my agency that way. Yeah. And, you know, clearly money's great. It, it offers freedom of movement, sure. but it's just a quantifiable way of measuring how much you, well, in my mind, how much you've succeeded, like it's what it should nothing more, nothing less. Like, yeah, it's cool to have a fucking boat or some cool truck or something, but as long as it provides some sort of joy to you and the people you're around. Yeah. yeah. Like when I like a fast car, 
Yeah, but I also like adrenaline, and I also know that I've almost killed myself a number of times on fast things already. Yeah, and I I do understand that whole thing about because I used to look at my stepdad who would tell me these stories about like surviving these crazy wrecks where he's going like 100 miles an hour in a Camaro or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I don't really do that anymore. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like, like you know, like just I high speed rock and roll like. And now, now, now I'm like, no, I, I get it. Like you, you've done it. Like, so you experience time travel. Correct. You learn. Yeah. About we were talking about this before we were recording, even if we recorded the first 96 six second podcast <laughs> about time travel and your son. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the, the brief notes were like, I had this experience where I'm like, wait a second, I'm 40 years old and I'm literally talking to 12 year old me. Yeah. He's into the same stuff. I mean, the drawing thing was crazy. You talked about last it, night. It was super crazy. So uh, again, clip notes. We, my son, did this thing where he learns how to draw shoulders and heads and things and build it. You know, he watched it on YouTube, and we literally drew the same image of a cartoon character. And my freehand looks almost identical. To yeah, him. but and it was separate. It wasn't it was like you were looking separate. at each other. You just both went off, did your thing, came back, compared yeah. notes, and they were almost identical. They were almost identical. You know, I mean, and I thought it was very cool because and it and it resonated like, oh, so my 12 year old brain is so similar to his. Yeah. And I like to think that I'm creating a better human than me because that's my job. I called it with not as the son of Paul, but with Paul mentoring me in comics, we would talk about it as the map to the minefield. Sure. Like I'm going to I'm going to find my own minds. Yep. But he also knows where a lot of them are. Yeah, so, like, tell me. I, you know, I would avoid the ones he waved over and found. But then I certainly went, you know, and like had mine smashed. Them. Yeah. And now we've got a very, very, very well documented map for the yeah. next person behind me. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's a, it's a very you know abstract thought, but time travel in the sense that if I travel through all this time and I'm 40, I can go back to 12 year old me who is now my son and go, Hey dude, here's some stuff that I really wish that I had done, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my examples were, meditation, jujitsu, you know, like just things. Yeah. Do these things. You'll be super happy when you're 40. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're throwing on a black belt or you're just a capable human. Yeah. And you're more aware and more cognizant. And when I think my parents, what, like one of the the things I'm really (laughs) grateful for, and it's like stepdad, mom, dad, stepmom, grandparents, everybody was really clear from an early age about like, whatever you're doing right now will affect things. So there will be the decisions you're making now will affect things 20 years down the road. And, yeah. and so like, and when college came up, you know, I was living with my mom and my stepdad at the time. And there was never a conversation about like, here's how much college we're going to pay for you. It just wasn't a conversation. Yeah. I knew implicitly if I was going to go to college, they'd be like, great, you're smart. Whatever you're going to do, you'll probably kill it. Yep. Good luck paying it off. Yep. And, and that's, and that's not bad no, at all. Absolutely. Like I paid, I, I had money saved up for my first vehicle cause I'd worked forever. Same. And I thought I was going to get like a Honda hatchback or something. Not cause I wanted one, just, I had money, but not a lot. Yep. And then Dan, my stepdad, the short version of the story is he had a friend that had this slammed 71 Chevy step side he was going to sell. Yeah. And he just picked me up in it one day at junior high. And we're dry. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? He's like, what do you think about this truck? And I'm like, I build Gundam models in the basement. So this is cool. It's the coolest thing I've ever been in. Why is this here? And he's like, well, I'll go have these with you. Damn. 
damn Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And which, Oh man. So actually I got to tell this story because so the arrangement with Mike, the guy that owned the truck was we can go ahead and we, we, we agree we're going to buy it. We put some money down. We can bring it to the house. And I wanted to be able to work on it. It was a manual. Uh, I wanted to just sort of get used to driving it. And it, in Idaho at the time, you could drive with a permit at like 14. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fucking rad. And mom and Dan had just decided to go full send doing commercial construction. They've been doing general contracting for, you know, just residential stuff, but they're going to go after it. Okay. So not a lot of money. Never, there never was a lot of money. And slowly over the summer, because my birthday was July 26th and we were going to buy it July 26th. So like around May, school's getting out. I'm like coming home and Dan and mom are like at the kitchen table and they're like looking at bills and stuff. And like, I can just see it, uh, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not going the way that they think it's going to go. And I'm not saying anything because it's not my style. And I keep kind of hearing things a little bit like there's, they're strained for cash. And I'm sure, like, sure mentally preparing myself for the fact that I'm not going to get this truck, that this truck's going to go away. And so like two days before my birthday, Dan, Dan like comes in and Dan's like old school cowboy. He's like, it's embarrassing to him that he's got to have to tell me this for sure. I, I get this. Yeah. That. And so he tells me, he's like, we, you get to drive the truck one more time but we got to take it back to Mike. There's just no way that we're going to be able to keep it. And yep. he was apologizing. My mom wasn't even there. My mom was just, wasn't even going to be a party, a part yeah, of it. Probably wrecked and yeah. Yet. And so I get in the truck and he lets me do it by myself, which was kind of illegal at the time. But I, I get to have my one moment in the truck by myself as we drive across town to Mike's place. And mom does get in the truck at this point and with Dan and they're following me. And I'm like, it's just a shitty little AM radio. And I found like, you know, some rock station that I was the listening best. to. And I'm like, this is, this is my moment. This yeah. is the best it's going to get. And that's fine. Like, I'm really happy for this moment. And I, I took it like a champ, I think. Yeah. And got to Mike's place and he came out just looking like he got punched in the stomach. Yeah. And he starts apologizing to me. He's like, I'm sorry. It didn't work out. I really wanted you to have it. And I'm like, no, that's cool. And I'm like, trying not, I'm, I'm trying not to, to just cry and lose it. Yeah, for sure. And so I hand him the keys back and he's, and I can't remember his wife's name. I feel terrible, but she came up. She's like, we know it's your birthday in two days. So we just, for what it's worth, we just wanted to give you a card and just, you know, Hey, here you go. And I opened it up and the fucking title was inside of it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. The whole thing was a setup for months. For months. (laughs) It was a setup. Yeah. And I did cry. Cause like, like, because I was like, you motherfuckers. You know what though? It was a measure of you as a human at that time. Yeah. And so when you're talking about that pool. Yeah. Like I, I know it wasn't a test, but I also know they were proud of me at the end of it. For sure. Because I didn't lose my shit. Dude, this is the story I told you last night. I think I told you. Which one? Uh, the, the snowboarding jacket. Yes. Yes. With your son. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. So, I mean, for those that listen, all those things, I had this old snowboarding jacket. And at the time, I thought it was cool. It was a pullover. It had cool pockets. It was like the hoodie kind of thing. Yeah. Sexy, shitty Columbia, whatever the fuck. And <laughs> for uh, Christmas... I told my mom, she's like, well, what, what is Kai, Kyler, my son, 
what does he want for Christmas? I said, this jacket, you know, it's like 165 bucks. And he's even looking at it going like, this is a big one. Yeah. Like, it's a big thing. And I, I go, Hey, he wants this. She goes, okay, great. I'm going to take your old jacket and put it in a box and then put a gift card for the actual jacket in the pocket. And my son opened it and was elated about that gift. The jacket about, yeah. About the jacket. Yeah. No idea about the gift card. Yeah. And I was so proud of him. It's like those YouTube videos where you see a kid open a banana and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, thank a you. Banana. Yeah. They're yeah. so excited. Yeah. I thought to myself like, Oh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. As a dad, that was that moment. Yeah. For your parents going like, Dude, oh, he's not a shit heel. Well, you had your fucking treasure. Yeah. And well, you, it was something I never hands. expected anyways. 100%. Yeah. But then you had it in your hands. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. you got to give it back. Yep. It's like giving back the puppy, dude. Yeah. That's rough. And boom, you got the truck and boom, you're an awesome human. So. I never, and I mean, and every time, <laughs> like what I was saying about Nick kind of fucking with you a little bit, being like, you're fine. Hey. Like I valued the truck differently. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, dude. I mean, like having also, we talked about this a little bit too. Some of, some of the versions, very different contexts where I'm like, I've made peace with God. It, mm-hmm. It's it's um it's going down. I'm I might not be waking up from this, or some shit might be happening. Sure, like you kind of value existence a little bit different after yep. you've kind of gone to the moment where you're like, either I'm being I'm going to be irrevocably fucked up from what's yep. about ready to happen. That's not even the tree thing. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have been more concerned about that. Uh, but I mean, I've, I have about a half a dozen moments where I'm like, it was it was going down. Yeah. Um, and just existence after that was a little bit sweeter. And 100%. Of course, this truck happened before. Well, it happened after like two of them, but before four of them. And my value, the way I, the way I value my existence, which I also think is part of the reason why I fit in with Black Rifle or I fit in amongst people at Black Rifle sure. is none of this is taken for granted to me. Mm-hmm. It, it is... I mean, I was convinced as a kid that I was going to die before I hit my thirties. I wasn't looking forward to it. That's fucking crazy because my number was started 25. Really? Wow. You didn't go to the, you need decade three. Well, I had Ranger Battalion to help my sure. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck man, I'm going to die at 25. Then I was still alive. Yeah. And then I hit 30 and I'm like, Hmm, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. I'm 30. And then it's like 30. I didn't plan for this. Yeah. Not, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do. I'm like, Oh, well, this chick is super awesome. Like I'm going to die. So I should probably get married. Yeah. Like his marriage is a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. You're supposed to do this. Yeah. I just kept doing things. And that's why I told you like old me would tell young me craft your life. Yeah. Craft it as if you're going to die when you're a hundred. Mm-hmm. Young me just went, you're going to die. You better do some stuff. Yeah. And you better try some different. And I was, I was crafting, but at the same time though, I definitely had this, I got to this point where I'm like, I told you this, like, I want to have a good biography. Yeah. You know, like I want to do something, something, even if like, it's not significant, if someone were to come and accidentally like find my diary or something, be like, who the fuck was this guy? This dude's weird. Like this, this weird, but interesting. Like it's cool. Judo slap, huh? Yeah. Uh, Like, uh, And, and so, you know, there was the full sin nature of that part of my life. And, I, and it, it's funny. I'm like, I don't know how the guys think of me in the art department, but I get the feeling. I know that I'm like the salty dog 
in the sense of like, man, I've, I've done all that shit that you were talking about wanting to do, go and do it by all means. But I can see them when, when they're like, we're going to go out and do this. We're going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go home and sit at my kitchen counter and record my voice. Yeah. You know, like I, I have forgotten more things that most people won't do in their life for sure. And, and, and that's not the part of me really wishes I was wired to just want to go and mow the lawn on a Saturday Yep, and, and go to T-ball. Like, and now I'm at that age where, cause when I'm like 26, I'm like, yeah, maybe things might change, you know, like maybe, maybe now I'm going to be 37 this year. Not that it's too late to have a family or something. It's just that like, I'm pretty hardwired at this point for what I've, been what I became uh, a distilled version of again it's not curated but it was kind of curated but it was still reactionary for a long time yeah absolutely like well I mean at 37 you can borrow my kids (laughs) (laughs) I got the godson like uh, who will be graduating high school this year which is close enough to me because I met him when he was two and we were like playing with Star Wars laser tag you know and, and now he's like a human and it's He's a yeah. great human, yeah. But it's still like, oh fuck, you, you robot, fuck. But yeah, listen, they become humans like way earlier. Yeah, well, and that's why I mean, like they interact, they do things. I was always, I mean, we both were around adults as kids, and so like my, I'm not like trying to like have conversations about like free market capitalism with a five year old, yeah. but like, <laughs> but but you know, if I meet like like the kids of Black Rifle, those kids, yeah, I'm. I have conversations with them for sure. And it's partly their dad, you know, but like you, I've seen other people show up like, Oh, Hey, and like, they're like "Mm," five and seven. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Beat it. Yeah. And or four and seven, I think. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, And like, because I mean, I remember, I remember being five. So like, if I can remember being five, I, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't sound articulate, but I remember surprised might be surprised. Like, well, cause it's a graduate skip. Yeah. You know, when an adult looks at you and you're like, wait a second, the small human, this is why I'm part of my children. So emphatically, I'm like, check it out. Here are the keys to the castle. It is going to fail you. And it is going to be difficult. Number one, because of things that yeah. are going on with LGBT, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Eye contact, handshake. Fuck yeah. You have no idea. There's like a whole thing about the handshake with Code of the West. Eye contact, handshake, say sir or ma'am. Do your best discernment as to what they are. And you might be wrong sometimes. Not every... You should always shake hands. You might shake hands with the wrong person occasionally. Yep. But it it shouldn't keep you from trying again. 100%. And this was actually a conversation. So my son, uh, we were living in Colorado at the time. He's like, I got this bus driver. He's a real problem. Hmm. He explains it. And the guy really does sound like an asshole. Yeah. You know, he's just like grumpy bus driver. It, $37 an hour, by the way. Fuck me. Bro, dude, operating a forklift at Home Depot, $27 an hour. Yeah, forklift certified that I get you all the pussy. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, two hours into my certificate. Yeah. Certificate. Anyways, um, I said, check it out, man. Get on the bus. When he tells you what to do, just say yes, sir, and sit in your seat. Okay. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yep. 
Those are the keys to the castle. Look at him until he looks back at you mm-hmm. and then move on. Yeah. No shit, man. It took some coercing because in this day and age, we're all like, not we all. We're this eyes down kind of culture. If you're even getting, given the chance to see someone's eyes. Yeah. You know, because you're not even in the same room most of the time these days. Well, yeah, there's all the WebEx. But I mean, but I'm saying like, I'm talking social media and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, keyboard warriors. Yeah. 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 So I told him that and he was like, dad, it worked. All of a sudden, I'm not the bad kid. I'm kind of the kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I leveled, leveled up. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Yeah. yeah. Experience like, points. I got dude, This is the thing. Use it. Use it as much as you want to use in it. In comics, it was uh, critiques. So if you were going to break into comics, and I'm hoping it's still the same way now, but you would kind of like, no one would take you seriously unless you put some skin in the game. So you'd self-publish, whether that meant like printing a ash can off at, you know, Kinko's and just mm-hmm. stapling it yourself, or say you actually like raised money and printed your own thing. Yeah. Okay, that gets you to the table. You have a conversation. If you go to a... Like especially a salty dog yeah. that's a professional editor, writer, artist. And if you invite critique, you have to own it. Yeah, for sure. And owning it in comics was shut the fuck up and listen. And anybody who would be like, well, this is why I'm doing this. Or, you know, I was doing this. This is the reason. No, dude. It was over. It was Still done. Away. Yeah. And, and like there was a, one of Paul's editors, who's a, Sweet, sweet man, Bob Shrek. Do you know who Frank Miller is? Um, I know that name. Sin City. You ever seen that movie? Of course. Okay. So Frank Miller made the comic book. Yeah. And (laughs) um, his editor for like, he did a big Batman book, um, did a bunch of things. 300, actually. That movie is based on his comic book, 300. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Bob's a good friend. Bob is going to, I've asked Bob to critique the first issue of the comic book that I've written called Carver. And he's like, okay, Chris, I will do this, but you know what you're asking, right? I'm like, yep, I know. And I was living in New York at the time and I went up on the roof of the building and I called Bob and I'd sent him the PDF and he looked at it. I mean, this is a guy who at the time was running a division of legendary films like Shit. oh yeah yeah like he had thomas toll's credit card like wow. and so when we'd go out like we went out to michelin star restaurants the only time i've ever been to one yeah and i was i mean i was tagging along but like but still so this man is willing to give me his time and i call him up i'm sitting on like you know the the tar paper roof looking at like the queensborough bridge it was cool, cool. yeah it was yeah, cool. cool yeah it was cool and <laughs> help the mood mm-hmm. and he starts eviscerating the book just absolutely like this isn't good enough he talks about french fries in the rain like you should be able to draw in black and white the texture of reflective water mushed potatoes crispy french fry part okay. black top like you should be able to be that much of an auteur to just use the absence of a black or black to create all these different textures and sounds extremely yeah and and impossible it's an impossible task so he does this for like 45 minutes 
and I don't say anything. I'm, I'm, I'm writing notes and I keep saying when he does say something, he's like, are you there? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just writing things down, Bob. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's like, but it's a great book. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it reinforced to me and, and there's all these, I don't know if it applies to going through basic or when you're doing these schools or anything, but like, it seems like across the transferable knowledge across a lot of these different industries is that there is the knowledge and there's also like this, will, will they stick around? I want to know if they can hang. 100%. The answer is yes. And actually you need to learn to thrive on almost the lack of input because it means you're not fucking up. Yeah. And you need to thrive on two things, in my opinion. Take your critique, okay? And this is what I taught my guys. Okay, this is where I was going earlier with like the, this is where I was going earlier with like the, you know, by all means, I should be able to keep up and, you know, smoke a dude and establish dominance. But at the same time, it's like, hey man, we need to step away from this and that's done. You've been reprimanded and now we can have a beer, drink mm-hmm. whiskey, whatever we're going to do. Because that's the way I work. Yeah. If you tell me, hey, Kevo, you're fucked up, man. You did this in this certain process, and that's not how we do it. And this is how we do it. I go, Roger that, Chris. My bad. And then we move on. Yeah. There's no hard feelings. There's Absolutely no tuck tail. There's none of those things. I would like to succeed. So thank you for the information. I take it to heart. Yeah, absolutely. You receive it, and then you just move on. Yeah. Same kind of thing. So in the mill, it's like if someone's What's the mill? Military. Okay. In the mill, if someone's fucking with you, legitimately like you're fucked up don't do this and you go right to that sir you move on but then you come back with like positive attitude you're good to go and you're like executing whatever it is that you're executing great in my opinion as a leader i've already moved on dude yeah that's no longer a problem and not even just move on i'm I'm assuming you're probably in the same way i am where it's like it's not like i acknowledge it it's there in the back of my mind i move on it's like no it's not even like lingering yeah 100% gone I've made the improvement or I've changed my mental model and now I got it for next time around yeah but then the evolution of that whole thing is when your leadership start fucking with you in the joking manner Mm -hmm. this is where we operate at Black Rift oh yeah like when I walk upstairs to the office and I'm not I'm looking for Jamie and not expecting Evan and he's like what's up shitbag yeah and like I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day where when he did that to me most recently, I, I walked away afterwards realizing like I was so smiley happy when he called me shit bag yeah. that it didn't even like, it took me a second to realize like, Oh, huh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that wouldn't be, maybe I'm weird or maybe like, you know, it, it just, it was like, Oh, Evan, <laughs> it's here. a reprogramming of a, ter- of an, a term of endearment. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is, but you need to recognize it. And that's, sure. that's one of my funniest, like funnest strings to pull on having done, you know, things in the army, things in the air force, things outside of that. When I moved into like OGA land and then ultimately into what's OGA land, other government agency, oh, like other non-disclosure, three letter, three letter agencies. Yeah. That's yeah. So Alexa, uh, I actually hate soup. It's not filling. <laughs> it's not filling. Yeah. And I like substance. So anywho, um, it was one of my favorite things to do is like when I found somebody that I really liked, like a 
student was cool. And I never remember their names. Mm-hmm. I would give them a nickname and that they would stick. Some of the best, one of which I won't share because he's a strategic partner and a beautiful human, uh-huh. but it's hilarious. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, another dude, I'd be like, hey, uh, fucking kid, long hair. Yeah. Skinny dude, blonde hair. Yeah. Go, hey, Pippi Longstockings. Come here. I think his name is still Pippi. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like layers to the onion. It's like, yeah, Pippi Longstockings. Now it's like, if you own it. Yeah. If you've accepted it now, it's like, yeah, you're Pippi. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So anywho, I would, I would like to kind of mess with them. And the more I messed with you, the more I liked you Yeah, because you could take it and it was fun. And if nothing else, it kind of took a little pressure away from your day of trying to get a job through a fairly strenuous selection. Process. Yeah. I thought it was great. There's a guy, there's a guy in the art department that we had. So his name's Leonard Lenny. Evan just called him Larry. And and like we had explained to him yeah. that like he knows your name mm-hmm. and it's not even, you know, we didn't necessarily speculate on like the intention behind it. But we're like, <laughs> we're like, Hey, he, he's fucking with you on purpose. Yeah. Like, so take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then this is also during COVID when he was like in and out of the office. And most of us were, the art department that like makes prototypes and stuff. We were there when it was a ghost town and Lenny, oh, nice. it was awesome. It was yeah, fucking cool. It, was it, was, fucking it got nice. real weird. And everybody came back to the office and we're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, but um, like when Lenny was able to start coming around more, like we've like slowly and he's air force. Um, oh, yeah. He's uh, I think he's an officer. Sure. Yeah. And he, and he'll tell, he'll be the first person to tell you that. Like he's, he's air force for like what, this era of air force even is like mm-hmm. he's an administrator. He's getting his master's in business right now. Like he's a smart dude. He probably got the fucking air force to pay for it. Too. Probably so. Like these yeah. are humans that I should have been or understood yeah. or yeah. something. And he's like getting salty now. Cause now he's, now he's here enough that like, it's like when you hear a puppy bark for the first time and you're like, damn, dude, like, yeah. fuck yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it, Peter. Yeah, you're playing. You growled. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's great. But, it, but, I mean, cause like, I mean, I hit the ground running when I came down to black rifle and I told you last night, like my, I had this weird feeling. I'm like, I think I know the kind of person Evan is yeah. because of all these people I was raised around. And like, I mean, I probably should show him some more respect. Like, well, I, I feel like you're also very attuned to banter. Yeah. I love banter. It's I love the, the shitty kind of like, you know, yeah, like f- fuck with people. Yeah. Or whatever. Tears yeah. the same way with me. You know yes. I mean? Like the first time we met each other, Tear and I started giving each other shit. 100%. Those are my favorite people. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I stepped onto the job actually when Evan and I met or closely thereafter. And one of the dudes was like, well, that's, that's old Vic. Whatever you do, don't talk about his mom. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey Vic, how's it going? My name's Kevin Reeves, and I fucked him up. He's like, <laughs> but it's like you just gotta rip that bandaid. Dude. Oh yeah, it absolutely. Just, but that's another that's another layer to this whole like, hey, Pippi Longstockings. It's like if you can if you can be the, be the dude that accepts Pippi Longstockings, great. If you can be the dude that goes and walks over immediately and basically verbally punches the largest guy in prison, yeah, and then smiles and then takes whatever comes back to you, it's like that's the fastest way. To just be in the group. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It works really well. Yeah. And I've noticed that it works well in the circles that, so here's my thing. Now I meet a lot of people 
yeah right? working for black rifle yeah because you were kind of a ghost for a while a little bit too yeah yeah, yeah. i was just doing kevin shit whatever yeah by the way kevin's got like 12 followers on instagram right now and 12 yeah is it 12 i think i looked at it the other day it, it was like actually, 12 it, it's like i think it's between 12 yeah which so the funny thing is is you're going to be the face of an entire division of black rifle. Yeah. So you're going from like, <laughs> when you true. also have another ghost, you've got Clint who yep. is now, I mean, obviously in the past couple of years has become more for sure, you know, of for a sure. person. I've actually been reprimanded, <laughs> not, not reprimanded. I've been encouraged by some, some very important people of smaller stature to like, <laughs> Hey dude, fucking hey dude, dude. Hey dude <laughs> do some fucking shit yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. But I've also been like really calculated about it. Yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. You know, I could have jumped on that podcast with, you know, like JT and whatever. Yeah. Texas could have done this, could have done that. And I was like, one second, let's craft this thing. Mm-hmm. Just like I referred to earlier. Yeah. You know, who am I? What do I want to be? Like, I'm super good at shit stories and dick jokes. But you know what? There's like a, there's a human behind all that. And let's like showcase what it is. That's my, that's my interest and obsession in terms of storytelling in general is that like, you know, I mean, it's fictional. I'm taking characters that are kind of like archetypal think, you know, really in the zeitgeist and then being like, not in like in a high concept, like, Oh, it's all a dream kind of thing. Not like a cheap thing, but being like, Hey, why don't I take the archetype and kind of like show you maybe what I think, could lead to somebody being an archetype. Yeah. And, and so like, I'm always fascinated with how the sausage is made as far as humans are concerned. 100%. And especially now at black rifle, it's confirmed my suspicion in a lot of ways. And we're joking about being nerds and being passionate about things, yeah. but it's like, even as much as I was around combat vets and people who served, like there's a certain level of vulnerability, even on top of that at black rifle that I think is pretty cool. But for sure. And I think that's the reason why someone like, like I could, I could hang regardless, I think, but I feel invited by the people I, I know at black rifle to be absolutely. like, yeah, yeah, we're all kind of fucked up. Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm super inviting about it, but I mean, it's, this, it's this whole thing and, and I'll be hundred percent honest. I'm like, man, you know, I've got kids and I don't want to be want them to be subjected to social media things. And like, it's an unknown thing to me. I know what it is. I see it from the outside. But I thought if you're going to do it, like be genuine, be gritty, be you, be whatever the fuck you are and put it out there and really so, yeah. do it right the first time. Don't fuck around. Don't like don't send a stupid ass fucking picture of me. I don't know, you know taking a shit on the side of the highway, which is a real thing. And I sent that to everybody. I think it was actually, <laughs> I actually think of a Christmas card. Yeah. That, that sounds that was, perfect. <laughs> so like, don't do that. Yeah. Like really, what's your mission statement? What do you want to do? Hey man, I want to inspire and inform people and do awesome things with this platform that I've been gifted is the way I look at it and, you know, do it the right way. Don't be an ass clown. Although I'm partially asked. Yeah. I mean, don't be a shitty ass clown. Exactly. On the side of the highway. Yeah, exactly. Like do it, man, do it for the right reasons. And and well, that's code of the West. I mean, like, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things I've learned over the years that I've never, I've never pulled together in one place and then been like, Oh fuck. I mean, I like, if someone's going to start a podcast, they probably can't make a logo. They also probably have never recorded themselves for sure 
talking or heard themselves played back. There's all these. Now you've done all those things. I've, I did all those things years ago, yeah. you know, in some cases. And so like it was right place, right time. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to attempt to do this. It's the suit. Well, as we're, I mean, we're actually almost at the two hour mark. We're like 30 Goodbye. seconds away. So okay. we're probably should be wrapping it up. Okay. But, but okay. before we do it on this note, I don't want to, we can always edit it. But yeah, it's cool. What Take are you all the dumb things? Well, so far I wouldn't edit anything. <laughs> but I wanted as we're kind of like going out of this, yep. the FRA thing. Like, yeah, uh, I know it's 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 you guys plus like uh, like a publishing wing. But like, what do you what are you, what do you what do you want FRA to be then after what you just said about the authenticity and and like the 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 not bullshitty fancy shit yeah absolutely so here is why i feel like i can stand in any room and i can i can talk right i deserve to talk a little bit okay a lot of stuff that black rifle does the majority of things that black rifle does are veteran based and dude it's called black rifle coffee company it's in the fucking title you know, and people that we're partners with, everybody's got the same theme, right? We all become very ancestral. We all know what Black Rifle is because we love it. And we love the company. We love the owners. We love all the things that they do. And we see all the amazing impact that they do. And people go like, wait, you're, you're selling coffee? And I'm like, yeah, man, fucking Brown Water does some awesome shit. Okay. There's like college funds and there's fucking cool stuff going on. Here's the deal. Say it slower. Because I think of chickens when I say free range American, <laughs> but say it slower and be a free range American. Like we started the podcast with mm-hmm. like, that's real fucking cool. Okay. I want soccer moms and I want fucking soccer dads or whatever the fuck I want. Them, Dolphin quest. I want all the people yeah. to know what black rifle coffee is and the awesome things that they're doing and the culture that they're building and, or have built. But I want it to reach farther than a gun and veteran community. And, you know, a smart dude, small stature human said to me, like, you know, on a whim, like, well, I feel like it's a it's a great thing to be able to penetrate other markets. And I'm like, yes, that's the thing I love, because guess what? I get a seat at the table and somebody will listen to me because I go, hey, man, I'm a 20 year military dude. I'm still in doing the thing. Yeah, it's guard. I'm a guard bum, whatever. But I did some cool shit. I get to talk and I get to, somebody hears me and then I go, Hey, by the way, we're doing awesome stuff, but I need to figure out how to draw that attention. And I feel like free range American is the apparatus to do that, you know, to really reach out there. And also again, part of the mission statement, inspire and inform, you know, let's take some mental health. Let's take some physical health. Let's take some knowledge-based things and intermix it. And what we're ultimately going to do is epic shit. And this part might need to be edited out. But Mm -hmm. when I think about it, if I could get, you know, the outdoor channel and Red Bull to fuck and make a baby and then put it out there. So people go, Hey, that's cool. I want to click on it. And they click on it and they go, Holy shit. Is that a bilateral amputee in a wind tunnel who is now on a fucking mono ski on a, you know, at a resort and, you know, for the first time in three years, four years now, getting back on the slopes. 
And that was the engine behind that thing is Black Rifle Coffee Company and Free Range American. And then we go, hey, man, oh, by the way, yes, that is possible for you. So, like, one of the things that I talked about, I fucking, I don't even know what episode now, but like, I was just saying, like, if there's something that you want to do and you haven't done it and you've got four functioning limbs and like a functioning mind, you really have no excuse. Then I was like, by the way, I work with a lot of people who are missing parts and are still doing amazing shit. So really there is no excuse period. None whatsoever. And one of the things I lead off with when people are like, well, wait a second, what else is black rifle coffee doing? You know, cause they literally think just coffee, mm-hmm. you know, I go, we have an adaptive athletes program. You like know what? what? I mean? They're like, wait a second. What? I go, you know, there's fucking dudes with like no arms, like pulling shit, fucking bows back. Like it's a with thing. their teeth. Yeah. We've got like tack and we've got this thing and like, there's a NASCAR thing. And Oh, by the way, like there's a, there's a, you know, we bought a rescue. We, I say we, no, no, but we are, we, yeah. I, mean, a, I know what you're saying. The yeah. caveat, but like giving back to this community in positive ways, because the company's going like, wait a second, we can fix the problem. Like, yeah. Let's just fix that problem. Yeah. Whatever that is. Or, Hey, wait a second. These are amazing humans. Or we've got the, you know, the, the, the giving fund, the, what's it called? BRCC gives. BRCC gives, yeah. you know, and all these like super cool things. And who would have thought that brown water could fund all this shit? Well, and Evan talks about that all the time, you know, like it Hunter keeps the lights on. Yeah. You know, and I think that like, as a civilian, I encounter a lot of people now that I'm doing what I'm doing and people have gotten past the, the notion that I work for a white power death cult. Now they're intrigued. <laughs> and, and they're learning about things through me. Yeah. And like outside of just like who we know and what you're describing, like it's, I don't want to say a forgotten group of people, but like civilians are scared to engage. They're, they're absolutely totally okay with being like, Oh, you're in uniform. Thanks for your service. Like yeah, see you yeah. at the airport. But I mean, I, I'm not going to say any names, but I know a number of people, black rifle who, well, I know people who own other businesses, sure. successful businesses here in the area that are friends of Black Rifle that are like, couldn't get a job. Yep. Every, everyone to thank me in the airport, but nobody wanted to hire me. 100%. And, and so 100%. like, there's this, what my mission with Black Rifle or like as a part of it is to, for one, say like, hey, look, I'm nerd comic book guy. I'm doing fine. Yep. So I'm not going to like, I mean, we're talking about it now, but I've never articulated this way to somebody i wanted to show people i want to just be like hey yeah i mean like i take videos in the art department of us running around on tiny bikes or other disco parties or (laughs) whatever like um but you know i just want to show people it's hearts and minds kind of thing that like every everybody's fucked up and everybody's a human yeah and like yeah it's super fucking taboo to most people to discuss occupational hazards of the people at black rifle, yeah. like it, whatever. Okay, cool. Some people don't like eating meat and that's already a thing. <laughs> sure. But like, you know, for me, and again, to go back to the free range thing is that like, it is so much the penetration point to me. Absolutely. Like, you know, and, and even then you're going to have people who are like, well, I don't really hunt and fish, but like, okay, cool. You guys, I don't want to divulge what you guys are going to do, but like sure. there's, physical challenges that are not just, Oh, cool. We're going to like hike to a mountain and like 
use a blow dart to kill a mountain goat. Like, yeah, you like know, all the things. Yeah. It's all the things. And, and like, and it's aspirational. It's, 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 it, it I, I so badly want it to be what you're talking about. Where like the, the version of me who was not comfortable or interested or didn't get raised by truck drivers and wolves yep. could be like, <laughs> Oh man. Okay. These, this is cool. Like this is more than what I thought it was. You know what, what I guess what I want to impart is it and we are all accessible. Yeah. All the information. And if I go back to my, my medic brain, I'm like, wait a second. So if I really want to help people, right. And CTE and TBI are like things, they're tangible things and people struggle with them. And we focus on like, Oh, veterans, veterans have TBIs. Hey dude. Guess what? NASCAR people, motocross people, rodeo people. People who jump horses. All the people who can fucking wreck and hurt themselves, they all have these things. They all have them. Like, yeah, you'll be the guinea pig. 100%. Yeah. Guinea pig. Like, we got our brains melted today. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's figure out how to get some baselines and build some knowledge. We had our brains scanned. Yes. uh, From a company that the next step is they're going to have a profile built for us based on what they, the information they got from our brains today yep. to use harmonics to man, the nerd guy, but still don't have the language for this. I got it. Okay. okay you go it. for I it. I got this. Okay. So I'll medical nerd guy. Um, so this is not Ranger Reeves. This is like PJ Reeves. So here's the deal. I like to think about the heart. So the heart fires electricity from the top and it goes to the bottom. If electricity comes from someplace else, the heart gets confused. And that's when you have other issues. The brain is not too dissimilar is what I'm learning. Okay. And this is some bro science and this is a very simple explanation, but electricity goes uh, different directions in the brain. This machine basically says, okay, cool. Your rhythm of electrical pattern is a little fast or a little slow or goes this direction, not this direction. They use this. Once they profile you, they can plug us in, right? USB drive with your profile. Literally. To get the machine. I've heard it's my consciousness and I'm going to have like a, twin yeah we're hoping the whole body like an avatar and all yeah. these things in my brain but you don't want to of me so they plug you in and the machine goes okay cool this is the profile that's going to fix you and it uses some like magnetic things mm-hmm. to try to just reorganize that electricity into a higher functioning pattern so that's the goal and the point of even bringing this up is this is just our boss saying, Hey, we got an empty office. Yep. Let's just do this. And it, you know, what's super cool is it really aligns with free range America. Yeah. It's, Hey, how do we figure out how to make, I guess you probably should have been doing content with this actually. We are. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So I was already like, wait yeah. a second, who's the owner? How do we get him on the podcast? I want to pick his brain. I want to turn real science into bro science so we can all speak the language. Yeah. So, you know, I was hitting up like Jamie and yeah. else. I'm like, okay, cool. Yes, yes. But it's also really cool. And the timing is actually like impeccable that it's a baseline before we've kicked this thing off and before things get crazy, because mm-hmm. I want them to get crazy. Oh yeah. And even think about that. So 100%. you could almost like after each one of these things, reanalyze and keep mm-hmm. getting these measurable. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So think about it this way. We just got baseline today right? We get this thing, whatever that thing is. And I was like, where's the mobile kit? Cause we got to take it with us mm-hmm. and maintain yeah. the therapy. So for everybody, I just learned today that it's uh, five days a week for four weeks. 
Interesting. Five days. Once so you have your little profile. Yep. So basically Monday through Friday, I don't know, maybe it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day. You put the thing on, do the It's thing. like a Doc Brown halo thing. Yeah, whatever. So you do that for four weeks. Then on the backside, you do another one and they go, okay, let's tweak. Let's whatever that Refine. looks like. Yeah. Neuroscience-y things. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's baseline me. Let's do cool things. Let's see what better me performs at. So let's figure out what the measurable thing is. And I'm going to do that shit tomorrow. Yeah. God, I mean, even like I'm not against the harmonic magnet <laughs> science thing, but like it also just be interesting just to see what baseline is without the therapy yep. when you're doing the things. Mm. Oh yeah. Like the whole drug in, well, not drug, but like the cortisol, dopamine, normal interaction yeah. of things while you're doing things. That'd be interesting. So we got a team of five. Yeah. We could always hey, do man, controls in the experiment. This is why I'm the nerd on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, wait a second. We're doing what? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do that. So one of the cool ideas, did you know, mm-hmm. I talked to a dude, I happened to go to a thing and I was learning how to run a mobile hyperbaric chamber. Interesting. It is interesting. And got in it. They sunk me to like 90 feet. It was fucking weird, man. And, and not to mention the material this thing's built out of and like how they you say it. mobile. I mean, is it like on a trailer or like in a trailer or Pelican case? What? Yo, Pelican case. The big one. Yeah, sure. But you pull this thing out and it's a sleeve, looks like a bivy sack and you plug these things in and you put this pressure in and it's hooked up. It's what the fuck? It's so basically you're diving anywhere. Yeah. You get the bends. Yeah. Right. Which is a basically a, a bubbles in the wrong place in your body problem. And Just pressure. Yeah. You can press somebody down to a certain pressure, let them metabolize it. Fix them. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise, if that bubble breaks loose and then other things and thrombosis goes in lungs and yeah. brains, and brains and science, yeah, medical things. So the dude I'm with, he's like a pro level free diver. Yeah. So I'm chatting him up. Is this the guy? Is that the guy? This is a guy. Okay. Right. So I've got a guy of a guy who worked with one of our guys that we just signed. Yeah. And they did a thing. So Whatever. To be continued. Correct. And everybody will know what this is. So yeah. whatever. Just wait. However, he's a free diver guy. And I go, hey man, let's talk about free diving. Because I'm thinking free range American. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that project, that shelved project that we pull and do? And he goes, Oh yeah, uh, we can do a course three days. I need a 12 foot pool at a minimum. And I can have everybody doing four minute breath holds. So that's where this came from. This is where my idea came from. And I go, cool, breath hold. Here's my thing. I did this thing in a pool where I blacked out. I did this guppy thing. He goes, oh, yeah, when you guppy, you're, and I don't remember. I think he said liver, kidneys. Doesn't matter. Oh, the thing about releasing the blood? Releases extra yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does this thing. So you have this like higher oxygenated blood carrying capability. I was like, fucking what? That's why I was in the groovy spot or you were yeah. in the groovy spot. He goes, dude. This is what happens physiologically. And he knows all the things. Yeah. I go, pause. What's your number? Let's do the things because I want everybody that listens or everybody that looks at free range to go. That's fucking cool. Yeah. That's an attainable. I was just going to say it's attainable Mm -hmm. with the right instruction. 
And a buddy. And a I buddy. gotta say that out loud. Yeah. But yeah. three days though is not like three weeks, three no. months, three years. Yeah. I mean, you can take it a day off from work and have a weekend and learn how to get a four minute breath hold is what you're saying. Not just that, but the euphoric feeling from existing in this place or a space that you're not supposed to. Well, I've done the Wim Hof thing where I'm like not breathing for like a minute and a half. Yeah. And I'm like, I've held my breath. I've held my breath for like more than that. Yeah. But to be in that negative yeah. space is a trip. Isn't it cool? Yeah. It's super it's cool. cool. Everything's tingly. And you're just like, you know, I've done the thing where he's like, okay, take a deep breath. Yeah. Oh no. You know? And like for him to come back and be like, basically like you've been, under for two minutes and you're like what what the holy shit because i've been like like floating on my bed yeah and and been like there's no way it's been two minutes dude but you get into that transcendental kind of like space yeah it's that flow state yeah i can can distinctly remember the first time i reached an actual meditative state and went oh fuck (laughs) that was it yeah i know what that feels like cool Finally got there, worked at it for yep. a long time. So anyways, the, the through line in and amongst awesome things and doing fantastic, inspirational, like everybody can do it, free range American things is health, man. It's, it's attainable to all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Super cool things. My little journey in 30 seconds. You know, two years of sobriety, float tanks, fucking meditation, diet, exercise, you know, grounding, like all these things, it compounds. It really does make you function as a chop wood, carry water, chop wood, carry water. A little bit here adds on exponentially. Fucking do cave. Yeah. Like go back to what you are. You know, it's my chicken theory. When, oh, you don't know the chicken theory? Mm mm. I am walking into Costco with my son and my son was like being slightly inappropriate. And he was like, that lady's kind of big. And I go, I go, Hey buddy, like chill, like don't, don't be judgy or anything. But I happened to notice that she had a pack of like the 12 chicken breast thing. Yeah. And I go, just remember this. If that lady had to catch 12 chickens and pluck 12 chickens and prep 12 chickens or 12 chicken breasts, whatever the fuck it was. I don't think that her health would have degraded to the point where it is right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I do. And when it comes time to eat that chicken, if you work that hard to prep that chicken, you ain't eating two. You can eat one. You're going to save one for later. Yeah. And you're looking at the ROI, the calories burned to get it versus the calories that you're getting from it. 100%. You're addressing everything completely different. hundred percent. Right. It's a survival thing. Yeah. Right. It's my chicken theory. I like the chicken theory. It went a long way with my son at the ripe age of like 10. Yeah. You know, but I over, I guess, educate in a certain way, but it works. Dan did that with me. I mean, like Dan, like, I mean, like everybody in my life, like, you know, I learned something from everybody. My dad was always teaching me stuff. My mom's always, my mom would be like, Hey, when you, I'd be like eight. She'd be like, when you have kids. (laughs) And you're like, wait a second. You're like, uh, but she would explain to me why she told me no when I was too little to even know what the word was. Because uh, yeah. she was like, you're learning language. You're learning concepts. You're not going to suddenly understand me saying no at three if I've never just presented the concept to you. 100%. And, I, and I've gone down to this whole rabbit hole of like concept formation, platonic ideal, where you're like, 
like you're as a kid, like you, you're being exposed to everything and nothing because you have no context for it. So yeah. it's like a chair is no different than a human because you don't know you don't have the, the language for sure. to articulate thought. And you just keep accruing concepts like, oh, that's human. Then eventually you're like, yes, man, that's dad. Yeah. That's mom. Table is different than chair. And so it makes perfect sense to me that while you're doing that, someone would be going, this is what no is. This is what yes is. Because yeah. you, you're a sponge. You're being molded. Why would you leave that part of it out? Yes. It makes no sense to me. Yep. It made perfect sense when my mom explained it. 100%. But how many people go, no, not, hey, no, here's the deal. Personal story, because that's the only one. Mm-hmm. I would tell my kids, stop. It's really important. And I would sit them down. I would go, stop is really important. A lot of things that dad says, you're not going to hear them. Okay. Because I'm like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's like Charlie Brown. Yeah. Right? But when I say stop, you need to stop and you need to turn and you need to look at me. And here's why we were in Portland. And I walked them to the road. And the cars are boom, 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 boom. I go, if you're not paying attention, guess who is? My only existence is to make sure you don't die and make you better humans. That is all. Mm-hmm. So if I say stop, you don't see something. Do you see how scary this is? And they were like, oh, yeah. it was my son. And later, was yeah, like, yeah. My son was like, yeah. I go, when dad says stop, what do you do? He was like, stop, look for you. I go, yes. It worked. Yeah. My brother's son, completely different. Stop. He's like, <gasps> yeah. He's just yeeting across yeah. the fucking highway. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, there are certain things that are inequivocally like you need to fucking listen yeah. to these things. But it's all about quantifying the important things. Mm-hmm. You got two rules in the household. Okay. Number one, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Number two, don't sweat the small shit. Everything falls under these rules. That's it. Live with courage. Keep your word. There you go. There you go. Yours sound way cooler. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a pitchy brand thing, but like, but I mean, that's, that's, I mean, the, the this whole thing's predicated on the code of the West and an unofficial, mm-hmm. it was never like written down, but it was like, Hey, if you're going to be in the middle of nowhere, here's a baseline of like not being an asshole. Yeah. And, and you're going to need people at some point. I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you've lived in the country, you know, yeah. it's like, there are times when like you can't call the fire department or you just, well, I mean, we had a time where we had a burn pile up in Northern Idaho and it was winter and it was the time to burn things. But one little ember got about like 70 feet up into the air and ignited a tamarack. Oh shit. Um, And I mean, we're 25 minutes from like a place that has a post office. Like we're like, You're you're out there, you know, septic tank, yeah. propane that whole nine yards and <laughs> so i'd been out with dan when this happened well i i should say right before it happened and i'm like ah, it's cold outside i'm gonna go back in and get a cup of coffee and while i'm getting coffee dan is so dan's a turn the lights off guy when you leave the room if you know Same. yeah like so i'm we're at the kitchen and i hear the door open and i we just hear trees on fire <laughs> door door shut oh because it's cold and he doesn't want to let the heat out yeah and i'm like time. i look at my mom and i'm like did he just say a tree is on fire yeah 
and, and we're very calm. And my mom's thinking, and she's like, yeah, I think he did just say that. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go out and see what he's doing. He doesn't typically panic. And I wouldn't say he was panicking now, but he was moving quickly. Urgency. Urgency yeah. was at play. And we have a well, like a well tap. But there's no pressure really behind it. And he's like unfurling <laughs> this very long hose. And I'm like, Dan, did you see a tree's on fire? And he's like, attach this hose to this other hose. I'm like, oh, there's a tree on fire. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, I'm like, mom, there is a tree on fire. So we're hooking up the hose. He's running it out. And this is like 70 feet in the air with no pressure. Dude. So we're like, kind of like trying to whip the water up. You got to fling. Yeah. You're flinging it. The flinging's not working and it's just going down. And there's like a lot of tamaracks and it's next to a 120 year old barn. And we're like, we're going to burn the forest down. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Hey Dan, we're going to have to cut the tree down. And he's like, yeah. And we just happened to have the chainsaw out. That took like an hour to get running. And now, but now it's prime. But now it's prime. Yeah. So Dan gets it. He grabs it first and he one shot gets it going. And I'm just standing. And, and uh, was that a still chainsaw? It was indeed. It was indeed a still. And still.com. Yeah. <laughs> still.com is actually not a sponsor of Code of the West. Not a sponsor, um, but it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one that's very similar. But not the same. But not the same. Same, same, but different. Yeah. And this is all the more reason to showcase how I was raised amongst everybody. Uh, Dan gets the chainsaw going. I, 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 I know how to fell a tree. So I'm watching him fell it. And I'm just, I'm like maybe three feet away at a diagonal from where I know this thing's going to fall and zip, zip, zip fires coming down. And I'm just ready to start hosing this tree. Yeah. And (sighs) tree starts falling. And I mean, on a dime, the, there was one place this tree could fall and Dan felt it in that spot. And like, this is an ashy flaming tree that lands a foot next to me. I, I kind of like shift a little bit, yeah, you know, but I'm like, I, I, I just, for, in the moment, I'm like, yeah, I know where this tree is going to land. You're in your environment. Yeah. I'm in the zone. You're educated. You know, yeah. So. And Dan's like, yep. and it comes down and I just start hosing it off. And there's been a couple moments with Dan where afterwards he's like, you know, that was real serious, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 Because I get real calm. Get quiet. Yeah. Calm. For some reason. I'm I just. also stop talking. Do what? I stop talking. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, shit, I'm yeah, just in the mode. I'm just yeah. in, in like in these modes. I can't speak for every possible scenario that I'd ever sure, be sure. in. And I'm just like, it's like I'm watering flowers. I'm just like hosing a fucking hundred foot tree that was on fire a second ago that is no longer going to burn the forest down. And and Dan's like, do you know how close that was? I'm like, Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. It was good job. Good job, Dan. But that's, that's just, that's the mentality. I think of just, you know, the expectation is, is that if we needed to call somebody, there were, there were a handful of people we could have called. They were as close as a fire department would have been, which is not very close. That's the point though. Yeah. Like it's this, well, no one else is going to come. So we've just got to deal with it. 100%. And that was, that was how everybody was. I mean, on the truck during construction, if you were out and like got the four wheeler stuck somewhere, you're not like abandoning the four wheeler. You're like suddenly figuring out how to use leverage in ways you've never 
ever conceived yeah you know and and like also redlining a fucking yamaha blaster to get it out of a, a, a ditch oh, the blaster oh yeah, man that's a good one that was my that was my four-wheeler like uh, yeah spoiled. Yeah. oh uh. yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean the first thing i ever got on was a yz250 and dan's way of explaining it to me was one down four up see don't hit power band and didn't explain to me what power band was you found it and i found it immediately laying it on me Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, you should probably try the four wheeler now. And that's where I, uh, I, the blaster was my shit. Like I mean, the arguably blasters. the more dangerous of the two, honestly. Agreed. Yeah. But there's some sort of security in the four wheels. Yeah. And yeah. this like, well, and I got real good at like shifting weight and, and feeling it. And I've done some Han Solo shit with old trucks that I've driven yeah. just because I'm like, oh yeah, physics. Yeah. Uh, you, you get that with the four wheelers. <laughs> I think. Absolutely. You know, what's funny is when I was a kid, uh, we had a, a moped. Mm-hmm. Like a trail like bike or like an actual moped, like pedal to yeah. get the engine going. When you said trail bike, like it sounds so much cooler than what this was. <laughs> it was actually called a poop. P-U-C-H. Okay? It looked like a BMW emblem, mm-hmm. but it was a moped. Yeah. Okay. On a good day, downhill. It was, a, it was exactly a half mile from my parents' house down the hill to the next road. Country road. Yeah. It's like a 35 State mile road. road. Yeah. Good day. Wind behind me. And I paid attention. I could get it to like 32 miles an hour. I took this fucking thing in the woods. I wanted a dirt bike. Oh, yeah. More than anything. Yeah. And my mom's like, no, you're going to get concussed. I wanted to play football. She's like, no, you're going to get concussed. I rode horses. Baby. I was just going to say. Horses, though. I got fucked up. Yeah. I got concussed. All of the concussions. Yeah. So this this thing is like horrible moped, split seat, foams hanging out. My brother actually, because in Ohio, I think you could be 14 and get a license to legally drive it. So that's how he got back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. Right. All of a sudden, I end up with this thing and I was like, hey, man, there ain't no fucking juice behind it yeah fast forward that's how mm, i think this is the first time i almost died i had this need to get on a dirt bike yeah i had no idea what i was doing because the pook had none of the gears it was, it was called just, a pook it's everything you need to know about the bike yeah it was pooky they were actually color coordinated by year of production okay this one happened to be kind of like an od green so we can look this up and figure out what year it was yeah yeah, yeah old was what year yeah so i'm broken i remember going down going down to the neighbor's house with the neighbor kids and uh this was like farther neighbor and he was like one red dirt bike i was like yeah man. yeah he goes you know what you're doing i was like yeah yeah i got a pook i get on the dirt bike i immediately slam it between a car and a box truck <laughs> in his driveway and the <laughs> throttle is completely stuck oh yeah and it is spraying gravel everywhere and they're like you don't know what you're doing i was like I was just trying to send it. I yeah. Like, I mean, it ain't, no, it ain't no pook, but I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, apparently this maybe goes faster than my poop. Get on the, <laughs> get on the bike. <laughs> I get on the back with this, my neighbor kid, who's my babysitter. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I don't know, eight. And he's like 14. Yeah. This is how we end up at this other dude's house. I'm, they're probably, I don't know, fucking and smoking weed, whatever yeah. they do. And he goes. Hey man, let's go on the power lines. I'll rip it down there. Like you want to go fast? I was like, yeah, I won't go fast. Yeah, fuck yeah. 
I'm hanging on the back of them, right? And we're talking jean shorts, flip-flops or chucks or something. No shirts. We're just sending it. Yeah. And he's, and I'm like, this is awesome. Hanging on the back. And all of a sudden, I'm looking. I'm like, that looks a lot like the road. And by the road is a big cable, like a half-inch steel (laughs) cable that hangs about three feet off the ground. And I now I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that cable. Yeah. Mike's not letting up. I'm thinking, surely there's a plan here. Yeah. We get real close. And I start like, I'm like, Mike, I'm like tapping him. And I'm like, just pointing because he can't hear me. Yeah. Dirt bike. Yeah. I'm like, like just doing pinned this. dirt bike. Pinned. And this is probably maybe like 125. Yeah. But we're pretty light. So this thing's flying. Yeah. I'm trying not to exaggerate, but it felt like 9,000 miles an hour. Yeah. Anyways, little to my knowledge, Mike actually wore glasses. He didn't wear them because he thought he looked stupid. Yeah. Uh, Mike couldn't see the cable. So he's just full send on what he can decipher as a road. Yeah. Has no idea that cable's coming. He lays it down. We At the precise moment of decapitation or just demolishing yeah. us the two of us fucking up our legs raking everything on the gravel slide underneath, underneath the cable, it underneath the cable i'm watching it and i'm thinking all of this pain is so worth the fact that we just didn't do whatever that was. yeah dude great story didn't tell my parents that i was like 27 okay i i before this wraps up i've got to tell my witchy you woman keep trying to wrap it up. I know the witchy woman story. So oh, my stepdad doesn't turns lights off when he leaves the room, grew up like in a shed, not like that's not exaggeration. Like he, he lived in a shed behind a moat, like a trailer. Yep. So money for him is kind of like, it's in the best way possible, like an abstraction. Like he is good at making it, doesn't spend it until he does. And so he wanted a jet boat. He got a custom weld jet boat. Things are doing well. And, you know, it's Idaho. So it's like, fucking, we can go up rivers the wrong way. Absolutely. This is great. And I'm working at Starbucks at the time. And he's like, hey, it's your birthday. Uh, Why don't we go out in Lucky Peak, which is like a reservoir outside of Boise. And we'll just go camp out and fish somewhere. I'm like, fucking awesome. This sounds great. Let's do this. And my friend, Matt Pipkin, who is a, I call him Dr. Teeth. Cause you know, like the, the band from the Muppets, like there's the guy that plays the piano. Yeah. He's yeah, called yeah. Dr. Teeth. Yeah. And Matt Pipkin's got a gorgeous set of teeth. Oh, I mean, okay. just amazing. Super cool guy. Very nice guy. Like very Christian. So like, not oh, like not a cussy right. guy or anything like that, Yeah, fuck those which comes yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Uh, fuck you, Matt Pipkin. Uh, I love you. This comes into play later okay. because so we go out on the boat before Matt Pit- Pipkin can meet us. Cause he wanted to go fishing with me for a while. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Come out with us. Camp out. We'll fish. Dan and I are waiting. There's a bottle of bourbon. Sun's going down. It's the moment. It's the moment. Yeah, and we're kind of zipping around. We're like, yeah, it'd be a good spot to camp. Oh, we'll come back here later. Go pick up Matt as the sun's setting quickly in a, in a, like a, basically a mountain Canyon reservoir. Yeah. Gets yeah. Real dark. real dark, real quick. Yeah. Dan's got like one of those 10,000 lumen handheld things and we're drunker than we realized. So we go all the way to the end of the reservoir 
and it's pitch black now. And we've missed the campsite. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, Matt Pipkin brought a CD book because it was still kind of of that era. Mm-hmm. And Dan's flipping through and he's like, yeah, let's listen to the Eagles. And so we're listening to the greatest hits of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm doing my, I'm living my best life. I'm like, I'm like standing on the side of the boat while it's full throttle, like going probably about 35 miles an hour. All the best. All the best. Yeah. Eagles are playing. Not a huge Eagles fan, but in the moment, it's, so cool. it's fucking great. Yeah, it's I'm hanging off. I'm sitting back down. I'm just looking at the stars, which you woman's playing. I'm leaning out because they have like those slider windows. Um, okay. So I'm leaning out and <laughs> Matt Pipkin is sort of like reclined, just kind of leaning back, arms behind his head. Right. Yeah. Not yet. Oh. <laughs> Not yet. And I'm just looking and I'm like, man, it's so odd that there's just no stars in this one particular section of the sky in front of us. And I'm just, and I'm feeling good. Yeah. yeah. I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, why wouldn't there be stars there? And Dan's just, it's full throttle because it's, it's <laughs> we're tired. We want to maybe yeah. fish a little bit. And in my head, and Dan's just piloting, holding this, this lamp you know, kind of holding out the window. So it's real bright wherever you're shining it. Sure. And where he's shining it, there's water. And I'm in my head. I suddenly realized I'm like, that is a wall of rock that is hiding stars. Yeah. And I'm like, Dan, cliff, 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 cliff. And he just tilts that lamp up enough to see that we're, very close at full throttle to a flat wall and a hollow aluminum boat going 35 miles an hour. And Matt Pipkin's still reclining hands behind his head. I've now leaned back into the boat. So half of my body is not sticking out. And Dan calmly goes, hold on. And then increases the throttle as much as he can whips the boat around, like does a full 180, and then throttles down. Yeah while the Eagles are playing the ass end of the boat goes against like, as it's spinning a 180 yes. against the wall. And we're just rocking. The chair woman, <laughs> and Matt Pipkin goes, Oh shit. Yeah, he and said I, a cuss. I've never heard him cuss before <laughs> or after. And Dan is like throttles down hands on the steering wheel, dead eyed. And I'm laughing. This is my reaction. It happens Same. a lot for yeah. some reason. Pain, laughter. Yep. That's my thing. Laughter. That's my thing. Like things are, things are, pieces are missing. I'm laughing. I'm making people laugh yeah. around me. Yeah. Don't know why. Yeah. Don't know. So I'm cackling like a madman because I understand <laughs> that we almost died. Yeah. And Dan looks at me. He's like, I don't think you understand how close that was. And I was like, oh no, sure I 100% understand. Sure do. Sure enough. And <laughs> Let's just say it put a bit of a damper on the rest of the night. Let's just go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like, no one said anything. We got back to the little, the little hollow that we'd picked out earlier. Dan's slowly. a little Dan. Yeah. Slowly Dan's, I think probably a little slightly embarrassed that he almost killed us for whatever reason, you know, probably more about Matt's. He didn't really know him. And that would have been like kind of a horrible story. Uh, and we just kind of sit quietly. I, because I, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan too. And like, there's the witchy woman episode uh, where it's like, that's the song. And now every time I listen to witchy woman, I'm just, I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's, 
that's the soundtrack of one of the times that I almost died. Yeah, Seinfeld but, and death. Yeah. And, but it was like you're saying when you saw that wire, I'm like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. It's definitely happening. Like, ooh, I got to fix this. This is Yeah. Then it didn't happen. And you're like, well, I don't know what to do now for yep. a little bit. Just going to yep. sit quietly, finish the <laughs> bottle of bourbon, and then we'll see if we want to talk to each other in the morning. Yeah. We might be. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. Too fucking funny, dude. I think I think that's that we should do this again. Yeah, but I think sure, man. I think down. this is the this is the hit the button moment. This is the end. Yeah, I think so. All right. Do you feel okay about that? I feel fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't sound horrible because I actually really do think this was a lot of fun, dude. It was so much. Fun. Yeah. Number one, thanks for popping my cherry. Yep. Thanks okay. for popping my cherry. Even though I don't know if I adequately popped it yet because it's all kinds of. Yeah, it's popped. It's I would like it to be popped with two microphones, but yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm a apparently I'm a quiet talker. Yeah, yeah I mean, according the to the sine waves, but I, I might be able to do some magic. Yeah, fix my face. Yeah, I mean my voice. Yeah, make it better. We both have faces for radio. Ah, uh, for sure. Yep, yeah, absolutely for sure. Too fun, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. 